0: Knock knock. Who's there? I'm a. I'm a who? I'm gonna fly to Spain on Monday!
1: <laughs> this week on Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about news from the week The Dark Tower, Spontaneous Human Combustion, and The Guest Book, Episodes 1 and 2.
2: This is Another Digital Citizen. 5 0 4 5 0 4 4 0 6 4 0 4 0 4 0 4
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Digital Citizen, episode 96. Messing with Google's algor- algorithms for almost two years now. Mm-hmm. Tilly is here with me today. How's it going, Tilly?
0: Hey, Luke. Hey, everybody. I'm I'm all good. How are you? Good.
1: Hey. Uh, a little sick still, but I'm getting better. It's taking forever to get over this cough. I think you had this as well, right? I know some other yeah. people have it. Um,
0: if it's... The, because there is whooping cough going around, and that's known as the hundred days cough. Which they've tested me for, but I don't. I've not had the results back yet. Right. So you may have whooping cough. Woohoo!
1: And somehow we're all the way across the pond, and somehow people are getting. I. I'm not really sure because I know a couple of other people around here, around me, who have it as well. Like the same kind of cough. I'm not really sure if that's what I always thought whooping cough was only kids, but I guess it could be. Everybody. It only
0: really kills kids. It doesn't tend to kill adults because we can oh, cope okay. better with the coughing, but with babies and things, it tends to give them pneumonia, and then obviously that's really high risk, really dangerous. It's like chicken pox. It's fine right. when you're a kid, but if you're a grown-up and get it, you can be in trouble. I
1: just like, figured the, the it was like uh, chicken pox in the way that, like, if you get it when you're a kid, you won't, you don't get it when you're adult. But uh, maybe I didn't. Uh, maybe it's the same. Maybe I didn't get it when I was a kid. So now I'm, I am. I have no idea. I haven't been to a doctor. Just a cough. I'm not. I don't have a fever yeah. or anything. But it will affect how you hear me because uh, i sometimes I'll sound a little sicker. I probably sound a little sicker than normal right now. But yeah, let's uh, start the show here. Uh, actually, before we get into the news, I tried some sriracha mac sauce. Now they have. Mac sauce at McDonald's here in America now, except it has sriracha in it. So What's it's spi- sriracha. Um, it's a spicy Asian sauce. So- you ha- sriracha is huge here. Um, it's like a red spicy sauce that you put on uh, Chinese food or something like that. Uh, it's ah. super popular. It's like a it was a hipster thing for a long time here. Like, put srirachas on everything, and so McDonald's finally got on the flow and they decided to make a. <laughs> mac sauce with it in it and it's actually pretty decent I, I, I had it yesterday it was okay no, just a small product if gonna, review
0: if you're gonna try something for the first time McDonald's tends to be the best place to try it i usually not, I mean they make it taste like crap
1: I'm not a fan of most of the stuff there like uh, chicken nuggets I'll get occasionally and that's yeah. usually about it and those are the things people say don't eat and those are that's probably the only thing I ever eat there so
0: yeah they're the best bits right I have chicken nuggets in plain cheeseburgers
1: yeah I'll, yeah that may be the only other thing i would never get like a, uh, a double quarter pounder or anything like that because those are just nasty i've had them in the past it's like a yeah. salt brick you could feed it to a horse <laughs> mm. uh, yeah I, I, maybe it's just you don't eat there for a while and then you go back and it's everything at mcdonald's is the most salty thing ever but
0: yeah i oh, see they've taken loads of the salt and i i have uh, happy meals and they've stopped putting salt in Happy Meals now. Mm. So I bet it's sort of different after. over there
1: as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But they use, like, the chicken nuggets over here are 100% chicken breast. Um, they're British chicken breasts as well. Same with the meat. It's all, like, 100% British farmed beef and mm-hmm. all the rest of it. They've really done. They're going out of their way now to try and be healthy. It's, like, it's McDonald's. Stop it. Right. The chicken nuggets are not chicken breasts. I don't believe you. I think they're all the beaks and the feet and the eyeballs and the bum holes and everything right. else. Right. If
1: we want real burgers, we'll go to Five Guys. So yeah. keep, st- stay with what you're good at McDonald's. It's cheap, <laughs> crabby food. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike. You know Mike Pence, Vice President of the United States? That guy? Yeah. He has set up a fund. Uh, and it looks like he's going to be running for president in two thousand twenty, maybe against Donald Trump. There is a, it's looking like that. It's a little early to call, but he's starting funding and uh, stuff like that. So our Ooh, vice wow. president may be going against our president. I think the Republicans are sick and tired of having that Donald Trump guy in there.
0: <laughs> already. Well, they shouldn't have pushed him so
1: hard. It's been six months. Ah, well. Yeah. The, the, I suppose it's the complete honesty good. is when you go back and you look at the actual. Uh, primaries, I guess, of the presidential election, the uh, Republicans were really against Donald Trump up until the point where he won the pri won the primaries. Uh, yeah. And got got nominated, they were all super against him. They didn't, nobody wanted him in. And really, the only people pushing him, and they weren't, they were pushing him negatively, but they were giving him a lot of coverage. Was the, was you know, CNN and MSNBC. Yeah. Uh, they helped out a lot. And, I mean, if you go into the WikiLeaks emails, they uh, they actually say in the WikiLeaks emails from the DNC that the DNC's plan, it was called Plan Pied Piper, was to elevate Donald Trump uh, to give Hillary a better chance of winning. So the Democrats actually helped Donald Trump get into office, just to remind everybody that. <laughs> uh, silly,
0: silly Democrats.
1: The other thing that's not on our news, uh, North Korea was in the last couple of days has been big news. I didn't put it in our news, but uh, I thought it was important to cover. Uh, Donald, they had they had said something about, or they had uh, tested more weapons last week. I guess that's where we should start. And then Trump came out this week saying that they would see fire and fury from us, which is kind of like yeah. just an off-the-cuff remark, I guess, because he was asked a question. It wasn't like, he came out with a speech about North Korea. It was just yeah. somebody asked him a question and Donald Trump started talking and of course something stupid's going to come out of his mouth.
0: Yeah. And that's pretty much the stupidest you can be when it's about North Korea when they're uh... although how how well have these uh, weapons testing gone for them this time?
1: For, I mean, they're they're still a bit under wraps as far like they don't release any of the stuff from but what well, what they did, uh, what people say they found out this week was that they've learned to miniaturize a nuclear weapon to put it on top of a rocket, which is a pretty big advancement for them as far as rocketry yeah. goes, and scary for everybody. Um, I thought
0: you were gonna say they have released that they could miniaturize people
1: that and put them in like rockets. One of their ideas. Yeah,
0: yeah. Hey, Kim Jong Un, he can do anything. He can shrink all of his people and send them over to get into your cereal.
1: The rockets are just run by little tiny people on bicycles inside of the rocket, like flying <laughs> yeah. around. A
0: little little umpa lumpers.
1: Uh, no. But uh, Trump said that, and then uh, North Korea reacted, saying that they would hit Guam with a nuclear strike in retaliation if the, if the U.S. did anything.
0: Why? Why Guam? Why um, does Guam always get it in the neck?
1: <laughs> right. Doesn't that seem strange, but... You look back at our own news, and if you've been listening to the show for a while, you'll realize a long time ago we talked about this story about Guam and how the US military was doing uh, practice training there with the military of Japan, and that we had brought a nuclear submarine there, if anybody remembers this.
0: Which would Um, be absolutely amazing if that gets blown up as well. I'm not really sure if it's there anymore. I have no idea. I don't. I don't get how things work. But if something's holding nuclear power and you blow it up, that nuclear power is going to go somewhere.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, I don't think Guam's that all that large of a place, and we have two military bases there, so that may be another reason they are planning on blowing it up. Uh, yeah. It is. Uh, they do. They're allowed to vote in presidential elections. It's kind of like Puerto Rico. Um, in yeah. A way. Uh, but. Yeah, Guam that whole nuclear submarine and us doing trainings there. And I was pointing out at the time, this may piss some people off like China or North Korea. And it definitely has escalated everything. And that was during the Obama administration that that happened. And so this is the
0: good old days,
1: right? We can't really blame (laughs) all of this on Donald Trump because we were already escalating this during the Obama administration. Um, yeah, and now we have Trump it, in there, who's an idiot that's going to say stupid stuff to just escalate it more. Yeah.
0: this is America's hated by enough of the world. Donald Trump being put there just sort of adds fuel to the flames.
2: Right. And, and I don't
0: hate America. I'm not saying it's from my part of the world that hates you, but there is just a general, you know,
1: disdain. Concept. Right. Yeah. I think even um, in your you know, in region East, of the you've world, you've been
0: bombed by America for so long, and the UK, to be fair.
1: Right, I don't know if you saw that last week, we talked about how, uh, what, uh, why, why can't I not, your former Prime Minister, how he, he, Tony, uh, yeah, Tony Scott Blair, got off scot-free, we talked about that last week, but, yeah, uh, oh, oh, is this Fro? I think this is Fro. <laughs> all right, Fro has joined us. How's it going, Fro? Hi, hi, uh, I'm not at all late, no, 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 no. <laughs> We were we we not sure early? if you we were going to show up. Yeah. No, I was asleep.
0: Who was sleeps trying... through the beginning of a podcast bro? Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've never slept never... through anything ever.
3: <laughs> nope, you never done that. <sighs> so, uh, no, I, I, I decided to sleep a little before the podcast. Uh, so I was hundred and ten percent uh ready in energy and what happened is uh that I didn't hear my alarm
1: clock.
2: Yay
1: That was exactly it what destroyed. I said thought I thought would happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this Fro is good he's really good about letting us know I I knew if something else would have happened that you would have sent us something. Um Oh yeah. So I figured it ha- that that's what it had to have been, but yeah, we're about to yeah. go go into the news. We talked about a little bit of news already, but uh, let's go right into this news. Uh, let's go into the first weirdest story of the week. NASA is hiring somebody to protect the Earth from aliens. About what do you guys think about time?
0: this? <laughs> is this actually about aliens or just about potentially harmful alien material getting back onto Earth? Both. Right, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: so it is crazy, whilst also being a little bit more
1: sensible. It says, organic constitution or biological contamination. Uh, yeah. Organic constituent would mean like an alien, is what it means. Uh, biolo- okay. Biological contamination would mean, let's say, even if a, um asteroid came down and smashed into Earth, and it had some kind of disease that's unknown to the Earth now... That would be yeah. under this. Or if a spaceship came down with aliens who had some kind of disease. But yeah, I guess this is called uh, NASA's Planetary Protection Officer would take over this role. That'd be the coolest job title to have. I guess so. Um, but it doesn't pay a lot. It only pays 125000 to 187000 annually. So a year. So not a lot for, like, a government position, especially when you're saving the world from aliens.
0: Yeah, but you're not actually having to do anything. So really, <laughs> it's like being on welfare, surely. Just right, exactly. More.
1: <laughs> you just sit around, come up with weird ideas for movies, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Although they did say, well, they I don't know who they are, but there was quite a few documentaries I've watched about, um, they think that mushrooms and fungi and things weren't, there's a point in Earth on earth where they all of a sudden appeared and started the whole decomposition of things right and without that none of us would be would be around we've got mushrooms from space
1: i've also heard octopi are possibly from space not actually were not originate the uh, they're they have some kind of dna in them that did not originate here i thought that was yeah i heard that a while ago that's cool uh, this says, surrounded by aliens. This person is going to be responsible for the article here from MSN. Responsible for the leadership of NASA's planetary protection capabilities, maintenance of planetary protection policies, and oversight of their implementation of NASA's sp- spaceflight missions. So it would even overlook spaceflight missions from NASA, which I don't know when the last time we even did one of those was, but... Uh, I think this all goes back to the whole thing that we were talking about in the past with them uh, giving all this money to try to uh, go to space. For some reason, the Trump administration is really interested in protecting us from space. And we just believe it's probably just to extort money out of people, but they're they're really going for it. I think this goes with that, that whole thing, probably.
0: It's a it's a definite good way to throw some money at a big hole.
1: Right, exactly.
0: That nobody's going to really be able to check up on.
1: <laughs> uh next on our list, uh let's go into the Game of Thrones thing. You guys see what happened with Game of Thrones this week?
0: Oh, the hacking and releasing of they've is the new blacks them.
1: <laughs> right, it's I believe it's the same people. So the same yeah. I, I believe it's the same hackers, yeah. Uh they the released spoilers. Uh, what was it, two or three episodes of Orange is the New Black a few months ago? We covered it on the show. They did the whole season before it came out. Oh, right, that's what it was. And they had asked for a ransom, and I don't believe that uh, Netflix gave them the ransom, uh, as far as I'm to understand. So I think this is kind of just more of the same because they didn't get the ransom that they were asking for. But HBO released... A couple episodes of Game of Thrones, and then a whole bunch of notes and scripts and other things to show that they have a lot more stuff, and then uh, put out a ransom note for a certain amount of dollars. I have not seen how much it is, but the in the note, uh, the the ransom note, it says from the hackers, HBO spends twelve million on market research and five million on five million on. Game of Thrones 7 advertisements, so just consider us another budget for your advertisements, is what it says.
0: (laughs) Right, okay. So they're trying to um, just sort of shimmy themselves in. Do they want to be on the credits as well? Not spoiled by these guys. No, I think it's more...
1: It says in the same note, it says, "It's it's just a game for us. Money isn't our main purpose. We don't want to endanger HBO's situation nor cause it to lose its reputation. We want to be your partner in a tiny part of your HBO's huge income. Which I think is kind of just a joke to them, saying like, look yeah. how much freaking money you're spending on this bullshit, and it just... Yeah, I think that's their whole thing here. Uh, they've threatened to, uh, un- to release uh, some other things coming up, including a show, Me and Fro Watch, Room 104. They've uh, say they have some of that. They say they have uh, Insecure Season 2 and then the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is going to be um, coming out next month. So, those things may name. be... Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, those may be... If, uh, I guess if they don't pay the ransom, uh, those could be coming out in the future. Uh, we'll see what happens, though. Well,
0: people will... I don't think it's going to stop people watching it when it is released anyway, to be fair.
1: Right, most people aren't going to find it online, but it no. does... I mean,
0: I refused with Orange is the New Black, because it, although it was all there, I was like, no. Uh, A, you don't know, if you're clicking on the links and it's been released by hackers, you don't know what you're going to be putting onto your computer or whatever. Sure. And B, I'll just wait for it to be on Netflix so I can watch it properly on my big telly. <laughs> Especially, like, you know, if it's your favourite thing.
1: Right, you can wait a little bit for it to be yeah. in, uh, in completion, because you don't know, maybe it, they got it early, it doesn't have certain scenes, who knows, those kind of things could happen. If they're getting it early, it doesn't mean it's complete, I guess, is a good way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, but this is just a continuing thing, since kind of the, I guess the first big one was the Sony hack in, like, 2014, I want to say, 2015, something like that, um, And it's been a thing ever since then as far as, like, getting ransom for this kind of thing. And it seems like most of these TV and movie studios are refusing to pay ransom, which to me is a good idea because the chances are they're just going to ask for more money anyways.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can't negotiate with, uh, I was going to say terrorists, but I don't know if they're big clusters. that. I suppose anybody that's threatening something if you don't give them money.
1: No, uh, I don't think that... Uh, no, not the classic definition of terrorism. I mean, it's just... No.
0: It's like kidnappers. you don't negotiate with them. Otherwise, you're just going to kidnap more people and extort more people for more money because you get yeah, successful Yeah, I think
1: it's it. yeah blackmailing. They're blackmailers more than anything. I guess it would yeah. be a good definition of it, but... Uh, let's go to... Move over to Norway for a couple of stories. Uh, Norway! Norway Yay! TV is a good place to move from here. Norway is... Creating a TV show, and they're looking for people who want to have live sex on this educational TV show,
0: which is normal sex, not porn star sex, not the kind of sex that teenagers have access to easily. I think this is a brilliant idea, but it's
1: really weird. I think the okay, well, I'll go into it. Uh, yeah, they they want to show sexual organs in action, but rather, uh. Mo- and rather move away from the glorified image and show that sex is a nice and intimate situation uh, that can be often a bit clumsy without being dangerous is what the creator said I guess uh, the person uh, who created this she did a reality show uh, called it's, look, Line Dater Nor- 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 Norge so I, I'm guessing that's uh, Line Date Norwegian or Norwegian line dater, maybe? Uh, She's
0: called... that. Her name's Line or Linnae. I don't know how you pronounce it. Spelt oh, line. Lina. here it is. Lo-
1: Lina. 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 Line That's dates Norway. There you go. Lena yeah. dates Norway. Yeah. Okay. And so she yeah. went across the country searching for the perfect man. So I guess this was her, her debut in reality television. And she was using her Instagram to try to find the perfect man. And so she made this new reality show... The strangest part about this is it's targeting seventeen-year-old uh, girls. Mm-hmm. That's a Which, little weird.
0: I don't know because seventeen is an age where a lot of girls will have a lot of ideas about things,
1: right, and totally.
0: especially it makes Maybe me think younger. of a song, uh, song by the King Blues called um, "Sex Education," and it's all about you know it's not his mum that taught him all about girls and sex and everything it was Indiana Bones and the Temple of Poons and how you know in a, in one link all of his friends in, one, in a blink all of his friends have the link of this violent brutal sex with people that have had loads of cosmetic surgery and there's no actual you know they're going for hours and hours and hours and she's taking it from all directions and it's not how it really is but for somebody Correct. that hasn't ever done that and then that's the only sort of experience they have is watching things and especially with the girls and the porn stars you know there's a lot of girls that I grew up with and you know we'd all talk about things like that and I was the last one of my friends to do any of that but they were all you know expecting to be expected to be a porn star if you know what I mean you know all the the moans and the groans and the over enthusiastic everything and being ex well, assuming that guys are gonna expect them to do really degrading stuff and that it's just fine. So if this is this woman trying to sort of show them like, no, actually this is this is what uh, it's really like with a real couple and real people bumping Yeah, up it's this. an
1: educational show, I think, is the whole idea here. I uh yeah. I guess Norway has a history of approaching sex in a more um Head-on way than other countries have in the past, uh, is what I'm reading <laughs> in here. In the
3: head-on way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I guess there was a TV series called Scam. Have you ever heard of this, Fro? Yes.
3: Scum. Scum. Yeah. Scum.
1: Okay, and it, it was uh, it had, it it approached sex and also uh, partying and excessive drinking in kind of in kind of a frank way in the same sense that this is doing, but. I mean, on on paper, it's a really good idea, and I think uh, if people that age want like it, it it would have to be the right kind of show for girls that age to want to watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they may just look at that and go, "Oh, I, just somebody trying to tell me what to do." Uh, but if you do it correctly, it could it could work. Um, on paper, though, like I was saying, targeting seventeen year old girls for a TV show like this on paper is a little strange to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Fro? before we move on to the next Norway news? Nope, move on. All right. Norwegian authorities in Hordaland uh, County uh, have decided they're going to put down a swan who they consider dangerous because it pulled a child into the water, uh, a very young child. What did did it say? four-year-old girl. Four-year-old? Four-year-old,
0: yeah. So preschool. Four-year-old little girl. And quite frankly, if you've not got hold of a four year old's hand near a lake where there's a renowned male swan that protects its.
1: Area, well, they, they may or whatever, may have not known that, but.
0: Well, it's known as the Harbour Master, and there were signs up. But either way, like, regardless, you keep hold of your kid's hands. If, you, if a bird can steal your child, what the hell are you doing?
1: I guess maybe I was uh, assuming when re- I was reading this uh, article that it might have been like a daycare group so it could have been whatever 20 kids and one or two parents so get you, you know
0: Also, so they shouldn't have gone there like <laughs> Sorry, like, this again this i was again i'll go back I... to
1: maybe they didn't know there was a dangerous swan there so <laughs> yeah. you got to consider well, all those
0: i just don't you think, think you should say that, kill the swan. but this but over
1: this, here
0: swans this, are so Luke. protected this could never happen
3: yeah this this swan is really really known in through all of norway like me in Lillehammer knows of
1: this one because it's been on the news over and over and over ah, again. Ah, okay. So you're saying there's no excuse for this, right? It's infamous.
0: It's. So I. I've seen. I see it as, if you took your four-year-old on a safari, would you let it let be it possible for yeah. an animal to come and grab it out of the car and run off with it you'd you'd have hold of them at all times you you know you'd know that there's potential risk yes it might never happen but you'd know there's potential risk and you'd you wouldn't blame the wild animal for it
3: right but we have some sad sad update to this case because uh they actually killed the swan
0: oh, oh rest in peace harbour master i can't say it in norwegian so I'll say it in english
1: <laughs> so yeah. like in the last couple of days this happened is what you're saying fro
3: uh, no, I sent you two news articles on the co-host chat. Uh, one of them was the original, uh, swan, uh, story, but the other one was, uh, what happened to it. I will, I will read it. Uh, Norway's infamous, uh, harbour master swan killed after attack on a girl. So it was killed after attacking, um, 16 year old girl on
2: a boat. Oh.
1: So well, it the happened again after this four different. year old, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, right, okay. So this one likes its, um, or liked his female humans. Yes.
1: <laughs> so he has, <laughs> yeah. he has been killed. I, that is a little bit sad because here down at the bottom of the article that I saw, I guess I didn't see the other article. Maybe it didn't go, get through or whatever, but it says. There's no doubt the harbor master has been harassed over the years. Many people have been, witnessed him being treated roughly, teased and chased by boats. Uh, these things must have contributed to his aggressiveness. So there's oh, possibility definitely. that his aggressive behavior was caused by humans to begin with. So
0: and it's important for a male swan to be protective and aggressive because it has to look after its babies. They they stick with the mother. They you know they're they're not completely monogamous because they do cheat, but they do just have one. Partner that they stick with, and they're they really good parents. And you know, any but I've I've grown up knowing forever that you don't go anywhere near a swan.
2: Right. Anyway, I mean, no matter
0: whether it's male or female, they can break your arm very easily, or your leg or whatever. They can break bones, so you don't. You know, they are very dangerous, big birds. It's like you wouldn't take on an ostrich.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> when better. I was growing up, uh, my neighbors. Uh, when I was a kid, the neighbor kids I would go hang out at their house, and they they had like two peacocks for a really long time, Ooh. and those were the nastiest, most. They would dive bomb you and try to peck you. Like peacocks yep. are also nothing to nothing to joke about, and swans are birds bigger, than, are much bigger hardcore. than a peacock. Yeah,
0: birds are just dinosaurs essentially, dinosaurs uh, that didn't die out.
1: <laughs> that is true. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so they've got the practice. I wouldn't take on a peacock or a swan. I'd go, oh, isn't it pretty? Now, let's go this way. You stay over there, and I'll stay over here. I'll throw some bird seed at you and run away.
1: All right, last story. Uh, Facebook bot, uh, I guess multiple Facebook AI bots, um, had to be shut down this week when Facebook realized that they had created their own language and these bots were only supposed to be allowed to speak in English. So when they started speaking their own language against the rules of what the Facebook people had set up for these chatbots to do, uh, they shut it all down. Uh, these, the, these AI bots had created their own language to try to trade things back and forth. Is what from what I'm to understand.
0: Awesome. See, computers are scary.
1: Yeah, and we've talked right a lot about this in them. the past. Obviously, I think was it last week or week before we talked about how Elon Musk had come out and said that uh, AI is the stuff that we don't realize, like he has access to like the most advanced AI available, right? And he said, I think it was last week or week before, we covered it on the show, that they are a fundamental uh, risk to the existence of human civilization Mm -hmm. uh, is what he said. So if, you know, uh, other people have come out and said this, uh, I believe... Bill Gates has had some words on this Uh, Mark uh, Zuckerberg Zuckerberg of Facebook has said that he's all behind AI and we talked about that in the past uh, with him saying that AI can be used to save people who maybe uh, want to harm themselves or others just by Mm -hmm. the AI going through their Facebook profiles and being able to kind of profile that person in kind of a minority report kind of way Uh, Yeah. So some people are against it, some people are for it. But I think it's interesting that, uh, at least in the article I had put, they said they had to stop it because the chat box uh, are required to speak English, and they were not. And that's why they shut them down, not because it was something nefarious. But isn't that nefarious? Well, you can't really research it
0: if you you don't understand their language. The research that you're doing on the AI isn't going to be worth anything, is it?
1: Well, they're saying it's It's not nefarious. It's just kind of normal, which we talked about again when we were doing that other story about Google did the same thing. They had some AI that started creating their own language and they had to shut it down. So this isn't the first time this has happened, but uh, their Maybe kind of workaround from thing. Facebook is they're saying that it's not nefarious because it was they're just not speaking English. They're doing something we didn't tell them to do. Well, isn't that nefarious? If they, Like, what if... You start a new one, they they figure out, oh, I I need to hide that language even better, and they learn from it. You know what I mean? That kind of...
0: Yeah. It's like if you walk in on two children and they're speaking in their own language, you know that they're speaking about something they don't want you to know about.
1: Right, totally. And I guess, as far as they can tell from what this uh, language is trying to do, uh, these AI bots were just trading back and forth information, and then being able, uh, saying, oh, one would say, I have this, and then other ones would say, I want it, I want it, and then it, they would trade stuff back and forth without uh people knowing. So, yeah, it's a little scary in a Terminator kind of way, but I think it, AI is something we need to be careful about. I don't think it's right now maybe on the verge of a doomsday type scenario, but I don't really yeah. know how close we are. I, well, if I'm you not... think
0: about it, any any being with any kind of intelligence can see that the human race is not good for this planet. So if we start letting computers be intelligent enough to realize that and potentially action it, then we'd be in trouble.
1: I, I Yeah. I, uh, when we were talking about the Elon Musk thing, he was saying that the real problem is once we realize there's an issue, it's too late because it's, yeah. it's it, once once there's an issue, there's no turning back. Because we're not going to be able to stop it. I guess uh, that's the scariest part. All right, it's let's all go scary into. To me. Vi- sorry, go ahead.
0: sorry it's all scary to me. You know me and technology.
1: Right. Uh, I don't
0: get any of it, and it doesn't get me.
1: I don't. I, I mean, I don't think most of us, except for people like Elon Musk and Zuckerberg, lot, most people don't have access or even. Uh, the knowledge to understand the capability that we have now with AI so it's something that is going to be scary no matter what to people because it's the unknown yeah Yeah. alright you want to watch some news videos which one do you guys want to watch first I'll let you pick ooh the Uh, drugs one
0: yeah Yeah. and we'll do Trumpaganda afterwards
1: (laughs) (laughs) Trumpaganda yeah that's a good way to put it Uh, alright Let's uh, load up this Facebook video. A couple weeks ago, we had talked about how these Baltimore cops had planted drugs in this guy's yard. And um, that they were going to get in trouble for it. And there was video we watched last week. Or, no, week, two weeks ago. And this week, some other cops got caught planting evidence. And they were also from Baltimore. So... Obviously, there's something going on there. I believe I even said that the time we watched that video that it looked like there was some kind of training going on because it was him doing it and his supervisors were there. But let's Mm -hmm. watch this quick video. And the real video was like 10 minutes long, 20 minutes long. So let's watch the kind of broken down version of it from now this. So give you a countdown in three, two, one, play. My question is where do these cops get the drugs to plant? <laughs> From the um, evidence locker. Yeah, but isn't it all like signed in and they, you know what I mean, like I when they notice yeah, the drugs were missing? You'd only,
0: you don't need, you maybe only, if you've got a big bust on somebody, you'd book you half of it in, and use the, know the know other half is. to book some it. more people right. with it. Exactly! you it's drugs!
2: Like well, what drugs are you sure?
1: So man. this guy's going, I don't have any drugs, and the cops going, I think there's drugs, and the guy's going, there's no drugs here. Yeah, so what are you talking about? They're searching the whole car what? here. The cops Including are like the all up side. in the car, and they didn't find anything. And then the camera goes out. Camera gets turned off real quick, and then they turn it back on. And this is my favorite bit: when they
0: turn around to each other and they go, can now," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, go, go."
1: He clears clears his throat to make sure you can hear him clearly. Has yeah. anybody checked over here?
0: Oh, here we oh, go. yeah. Oh, yeah! Oh my god, I knew it!
1: That's why they were freaking out.
0: And they don't... they look like... like antibiotics. I know obviously they're not, but...
1: I think it's... Uh, what they said it was heroin and, and marijuana. So the one baggie was yeah. one and one was the other. These people said denied everything. Okay, now we're gonna see what we saw last week. So we can kind of stop here. Um. But yeah, I just think it's interesting because there's clearly corruption going on within the Baltimore Police Department. I don't think that's in you any kind of yeah. There's no there's no denying it at this point exactly. So uh, that needs to be looked into by some some higher ups. That's the real problem with policing police is who, unless they're going to like a federal court, who mm-hmm. is policing the police? There needs to yeah. be some kind of um. Uh, public agency that is run by people who aren't police officers who aren't involved with the police who aren't being they're not on the payroll of the police that's when and you have a issue maybe from a different
0: state if is you have the from a different state and swapped them around
1: when you have a police corruption thing and then the police department goes oh don't worry we'll look into it wait you're the corrupt ones you're looking into yeah. yourselves like this doesn't make any sense
0: <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous but yeah as you say it's it's very obvious that it's the thing that's going on and now correct me if i'm wrong but i thought that the body cams on the police were supposed to stay on for the entire time they're out they have the body cams on for their own protection and also as a sort of surveillance on the police so they can be pulled up if they do something wrong it's supposed to curb their behavior as much as it Helps as a deterrent for other people. Because if you're arresting somebody, say, Look, you're on camera. Whatever you do, it's not my word against yours, it's on camera. Right. So if they're turning their camera off mid anything, that should be seen as suspicious and treated as it should be.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Because I, mean. I know over here, you can't just turn your body camera off. And there then has turn
1: it back been again. a huge problem with that here. Even, not even with body cameras, but also uh, cameras inside of police cars, where all of a sudden. Uh, all the cameras will go off, and then somebody's dead, and you're and you're like, "Wait, this seems yeah. a little weird. Why did all the cameras yeah. turn off just at that it one moment?" And then, isn't it? Yeah, somebody got shot. That's weird how that happened. Um, but, uh, yeah, the problem with the cameras, you can't keep them on all the time. The reason you can't do that is because there's just there's no way to create a small enough pack and uh, with enough uh, storable information. You'd have to have a giant. Uh, drive on your side so you can't have the police uh, have a giant uh, whatever five terabit drive hanging off the side of their belt you know what I mean yeah, so couldn't
0: they be streaming it like using your mobile data type thing the, streaming the to idea is
1: they're, they're supposed it. to turn it on every time they interact with an, uh, with a person so every time they're right. making they're approaching a car or they're doing something like that it's supposed to be turned on lots of places it can be it, it's turned on it just depends on the state and the city. But some of them are turned on by the officer. Some of them are um, turned on by the person at dispatch. But even then, yeah. if it's a corrupt police organization and that dispatcher is also corrupt, then it that doesn't fix the situation in any way whatsoever. No.
0: Um, we need a sort of... Like a truffle pig that sniffs out corruption.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's that the problem. Is. Even, it, even if you put somebody in a position where they are the one that's supposed to look at police corruption. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they get harassed by police for it, number one. And number two, how long until they become corrupt by the people. Yeah. Who, yeah.
0: So. How much temptation can you have put in front of your face?
1: Or even threats on your family or things like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of pushback even now from police against even using body cameras, and I don't... Other than wanting to be corrupt and get away with it, I have seen no reason not want a body camera as a police officer. So any police officer who's fighting against that, you need to look at them and go, this guy may be not the best kind of police officer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just sack him. All right, if you don't want to wear it, bye. Go and work at McDonald's. (laughs) Right. Get some of that new sriracha sauce. All
1: right, let's uh, move into our next uh, video. I guess they called... From what I saw on all the articles I read, they said, Trump TV started today. Uh, this came out on Monday, I believe. Is that right? Uh, Sunday night, I guess. Uh, on Trump's Facebook page, they released this one-and-a-half-minute video uh, with uh, Kaylee McEn- any? En- en- any, any, maybe, mean, any, Canada, maybe, something like something that. I've seen her on CNN a whole bunch. <laughs> she was on CNN. She was like a Trump uh supporter on there. One of. I mean, doesn't tell me she doesn't look like young Kellyanne Conway.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> she just looks like the exact same person. It's like Kellyanne Conway she went back in looks time. Like you. You know, and
3: she also kind of just looks like one of Trump's daughters.
1: Uh, There's definitely a type, yeah.
0: <laughs> There's definitely, Trump's got some kind of cloning machine going on.
1: I guess so, right.
0: I don't think any of them are the originals.
1: She was, she's was. she been on CNN a lot. Um, she has a creepily tiny body for the size of her head. I think she, it's because she doesn't eat enough. It's terrifying when you see her on TV, but... That's
0: officially known by us as Lollipop Head.
1: Right. Uh. So let's go ahead and play this. It's supposed to be the first episode of Trump TV.
0: Lollipop head, bro.
1: <laughs> oh, never heard about that.
0: When you got a stick body and then a big head.
1: Right, and oh. she'll, like, have the, like, poofy out kind of 1950s, like, uh, married with children hair do
0: going on yeah. kind of sometimes. Not <laughs> in this video, worse.
1: but she does sometimes. But, lollipop head. <laughs> yeah, then it makes it even worse. When she's on CNN, I've seen her have that, but that's probably because the makeup artists there have her do her hair that way where... These people aren't doing, it doesn't seem like maybe they even have makeup artists, because this is really waste. looks very cheaply done, but this is coming directly from Trump, so this is kind of their, since Trump hates the regular news, they're creating their own news. Um, that's called propaganda, everybody, when the state creates news to uh, go over the heads of the actual news. So yeah, let's play this. Uh, everybody ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. In three, two, one, play
4: I'm Kaylee McInnity. Thank you for joining us, There we provide you the New York. More great economic news on Friday: the July jobs report added a better we got than expected great economic news. Okay. jobs. Overall, since the president took office, President Trump has created more than one million jobs. The unemployment rate Trump is at 16-year high. Trump created more than one million jobs. I don't remember him doing that. Year high, no, how do all you magically create jobs? Records. Or do you just change what you class on employment? That tends to happen a lot. On Wednesday, the or, I think they're talking the about
1: probably decades, military jobs and also in jobs in creating weapons for Saudi Arabia, who we made a 10 billion dollar deal with to sell them poverty, weapons because Saudi Arabia, you know, they didn't billions. have anything to do with 9-11 Americans except for all the <laughs> people who were <laughs> yeah, 9 except American all the attackers in that were... Also there, on Wednesday
4: yeah. President Trump will be metal of honor to shipped one of back our unknown war heroes directly after Special it has been to James now we have Trump awarding some medals of honor
1: to some Vietnam Trump vets.
4: veterans as a whole with yet another. So this is what's going on in the news of the week for Trump supporters, apparently. To President Trump, it's yay! Donald Trump, woo, Look what he did. He's done so amazingly. He's is going go for the Vietnam vets. It's a good everybody. way to get people Kayleigh to think positively. That is the real news.
0: Giving more things to veterans.
1: So, those, wow. was the news. He created jobs and he gave a medal to a Vietnam vet.
0: <laughs> With his tiny little hands, the medal looked massive!
1: I'm glad they have this extra newscast to point out very trivial things that don't. that, like, are a huge deal. Like.
0: Here's the big news today. The, the Donald rescued a spider and didn't even stump on it. If they wanted to do
1: this, like, the real way, wouldn't they pick out the stories that they thought were being. Misconstrued uh, in the media and then cover them the way they want to, but they're not doing that. They're just doing other news stories that aren't being covered by the news that they consider good for Donald Trump. This is yeah. total propaganda. I mean, this is like uh, any kind of original propaganda from like the World War Two to the North Korean propaganda now or anything like that. This is classic propaganda saying, "Oh, no, none of the stuff we're doing is bad. Look, this is the good stuff that's happening." That's not actually being talked about.
0: I think he's been talking to Putin again. Or he's at least seen what's going on, what goes on in Russia with their, um, well, what gets reported to the people.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't, I'm really not sure where this is going to go because this was just the first episode, I guess we'd call it. Um, And a minute and a half, it seems like they would want to do a much longer thing to be able to call it Trump TV is what they're trying to call it. Um, <laughs> at least the news is. I don't think a minute and a half YouTube video is, or I guess it was a Facebook video, would really be considered that. But I'd have to go back and see if they've put out more this week or not. I haven't seen today. So, uh, In any case, it's a little weird, a little scary, that they want... Uh, it basically, I mean, we've had this, the media against Donald Trump narrative for a while, but now the Trump administration is saying we're just going to go around you and do our own thing, which he's kind of been doing with Twitter, but they're able to kind of fight back against that, which this is, this is something different. This is trying to present it as real news, I guess.
0: Yeah. This is a bit, um, it's a bit more dangerous than just Trump on Twitter. Because Trump on Twitter is Trump just saying what everything is. Well, you can call it a brain. This is, portrayed as real. Like, Like legitimate um, news, right. Infowars guy, whatever he's called. Can't remember his name. The crazy one that shouts a lot.
1: Right, Alex Jones.
0: Him, yeah. Because he, you know, everything he's portrayed is, other than him shouting and when he goes off on one, is portrayed as completely real and true and this is the facts and you need to know them sort of thing.
1: Right, exactly. I'm I'm sure if you went there, he probably was praising this as, like, the greatest thing ever. Um, Like I said, again, it's a minute and a half long. The thing is, they got somebody from CNN to do this, who was a Trump supporter, but she was being paid by CNN to support Trump on on that network. She left CNN, being paid by CNN to go over here. So, what does that say about CNN, really, when you think about it for a second? Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, we probably won't ever cover that again, unless something interesting <laughs> happens with it, but...
0: I think we should, we should keep a slight eye on it, just in case... 'Cause oh, the yeah, trump definitely. Propaganda starts building up and getting out of hand.
1: Exactly. As soon as it's like looks like a North Korean propaganda video where it's like Trump's head superimposed over the top of a military uh parade and then there's like some really bad transitions to like the world being blown up, then no, let's worry about it then. But
0: Yeah. But for now we're we're,
1: we're okay. <laughs> Alright, that was the news. Uh let's plug the email address. Why don't you do that, Tilly?
0: If you'd like to get in touch with us, if you have any questions or anything, you can email us at another digital citizen at gmail.com. And that includes if you want to just tell us that we're doing an awful job and we need to change everything.
1: That's fine. <laughs> uh, no emails this week. I sent out a thing. Uh, try to send out a thing, let everybody know when to send in emails uh, on the Facebook page, another digital citizen uh, on Facebook, with our page master, Michael Fontaine, who I swear posts more stuff than me um <laughs> which is interesting but thank you very much michael uh yeah, thank you. anything else we want to plug here i think we're good let's move on to tron tells the truth and tron's going to talk about america first
5: this is tron with tron tells the truth i try not to think too much about donald trump but it's difficult after seeing john oliver and bill maher is trump 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 Every time I'm going to see like Saturday Night Live or anything else it's Trump, Trump, Trump. I was thinking again about the slogan American First. American First, that means that we're going to think about what America's interest is in everything we do. Well, I guess that's how Trump think it is. But if you gonna really say to the world that we only going to take care of our own, we're going to think about ourselves, you're breaking some American principles. Let me enlighten you. You want free trade. The law right or said you want free trade free trade but free trade and free competition means that somebody can be better than you. If you want to protect your markets, that means other countries also going to protect their markets. If you say America first all the time, maybe consumers in other countries gonna think something else. They're going to think America lasts. I don't want to buy American products who's sponsored by a lunatic in the White House. He said, You're going to buy this, you're going to buy this, you're going to consume this. But you know what? This is not 1945. We don't see you as liberators anymore. You're just one country who happened to have all the power and force anyone else. If you think it's love we're giving you, you misunderstood. Europeans do what Europeans always done. They also think about themselves. They put Europe first. Or inside Europe, or every country if they put themselves first. So when you say American first, well that means that we have to do something else. We're gonna think ourselves first. That means trade wars. That means that you cannot sell a product over here. If you put high toll barriers on our products, we do the same with you. on Donald, Donald Trump and the conservatives don't understand that. When Donald Trump sat down with Angela Merkel, he said, we want to renegotiate the trade deal between Germany and America. Nine times, Angela Merkel had to explain for Donald Trump that he had no trade deals with Germany. You had trade deals with the European Union. So you can... S- <laughs> Nine times you have to explain that. Who's common knowledge for everyone who knows trade and business? Isn't it strange that the free market party, who's always want no barriers and no taxes and no free everything, suddenly doesn't know things like this? He doesn't know what free trade is. Because free trade means comp- free competition. And comp- in the free competition. People who have better products than you going to win. Yes, they are. And they, you can say America first on everything, but people won't buy it. I'm not buying it. Other Europeans not buying it. And you're going to see it for very soon. If you don't sh- get your shit together, people going to think America lasts. And that, my friend, is not going to go well. With drawn, with tells the truth.
1: All right, let's uh, b- b- banana phone the TV round. Uh, <laughs> s- <laughs> our references, nobody will, tell nobody's gonna about. get my oh. rap, reference is the best. R- <laughs> Rafi references, reference. yeah. I have Uh-oh. no
0: idea who this person is, but these guys do. And keep saying some very bizarre things to me.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, when we, we uh, when we stop recording, we talk a lot of uh, uh, random shit. And today we baby uh, belugas
0: course... and banana phones and
3: yeah. And what were uh, the Ellie the elephant of course? Yeah,
0: Nelly the elephant because Trump Ellie, Trump uh... Trump.
1: Yep. See, when I just picture Ellie from Big Brother singing that song, so, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, Ellie the Nelephant.
1: She's got, she's got, like, a, a Halloween costume on. She could do a kid's oh show. I can see that happening.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, let's go into TV round. Who wants to start? Uh, Fro, you want to start? Sure. Um, uh, because I have uh,
3: watched a lot of Norwegian television this uh, week for some strange reason, I what? found... What?
0: They have TV in Norway? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? they, they just invented there. it.
3: <laughs> yeah, we just <laughs> we just got it, uh, like yesterday. Uh, um, it's called uh, spiritual power. Is is the translation? I will give this. Uh, it's more or less uh, kind of um, so. Uh, They search for normal people uh, that uh, are hunted by ghosts. Uh, For example, one episode I saw was when they were actually in my neighborhood of town, uh, going into a house, and there was a psychic, there's a psychic in every episode coming there, uh, talking about... Uh, the powers that lives in the house, uh, why the house is haunted, giving uh, explanations of strange phenomena in the house. Uh, The only thing is that it it seems extremely fake because it's Norwegian. It's kind of strange to explain because they are trying to be really American
0: uh, so trying... Are they trying to copy dead files? I
1: was going to say ghost More or others, less, but. Yeah, or oh, ghosts. Yeah,
0: any ghost of those.
1: Ghost. Yeah.
0: They're all the so same.
1: So they, they,
3: they're trying to be extremely like, this is what's going on in this house! Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
3: it is really, really weird! And they talk a lot
1: like this! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are all the. Uh, are all the ghosts, like, Vikings and stuff in the show, or... No, it's it's
3: from the 1700s, like, people with tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Yes, I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, a lot of things like that. Um, yeah, so, uh, other than that, all uh, normal things, uh, Raw, was... Uh, Good, actually, this week. Uh, SmackDown,
1: I don't want to talk Oh, really? I had something for SmackDown. Uh, we'll go into real quick, and then we'll go into Tilly's. But, uh, you liked Raw? I thought it was alright. I thought it was average. But SmackDown, I had a real problem with Randy Orton winning the yep. match at the end of the night. What the fuck Me was too. the point of that? Me he beat too. Jinder Mahal, who's going into a title match, uh... At the uh, at SummerSlam, not against Randy Orton, but Randy Orton just beat him clean at the end of the show. Uh, yeah And then Rusev came out to hit to start a feud with Orton, but what's the point of beating the champion right before he's supposed to go into a title match on a pay per view? No. Especially if it's not against you. Right. It's not against the, it's not the person who um who is he going against? Why can uh, Nakamura was not even involved in the finish or anything. It's, it's really silly.
0: And Jinder Behl versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes, yes. The David and Goliath type. Actually,
1: match. you go back and watch. Uh, what two? Was it last week, Fro, on SmackDown? Yeah, the last week. Yeah. Nakamura versus uh Xena match was really so weird. Good. It was really good, yeah, but, but it was weird. It was weird to watch John Zena do his normal John Zena match against a guy who could do all these styles and is. Nakamura made John Cena look clunky and awkward, to say the least. It was
0: so good!
1: I thought it was really good. good.
0: Nakamura. Well, I've not watched wrestling for absolutely ages. I think I overdid all the wrestling at Download, watching all that NXT. Right. Since then, it's just been, just watch the pay-per-views.
1: Well, I would just suggest watching SmackDown, if you're going to watch anything for the week, because you're going to see Fashion Files, you're going to see some of the... Better wrestlers like Kevin Owens and AJ Styles and Nakamura are on there. So if you're going to watch one show, watch SmackDown. All right, what about you, Tilly? What did you see this week on TV?
0: Um, This week, hang on, let me just move Bluebell because she's decided to uh, fall asleep on my pad. <laughs> um, On the BBC at the minute, there's a whole lot of really, really, really good documentaries. They've still got their, um, I think it was Pride Week, but everything's still on there because it's not Pride Week anymore. But um, there was a really good documentary, I believe it's called Is It Safe to Be Gay in the UK? Um, and it's real people with their real life accounts, and there's some real CCTV footage, as well as some reenacted bits of uh, people that have been attacked because of their sexuality, and how it's actually increasing in the UK over these recent years, where everybody thinks it's, you know, becoming, well, there isn't an issue but it seems that over here there is still a serious issue with homophobia and xenophobia and all the other phobias that are horrible. Um, It's an interesting watch, but it's not very cheery. So then to cheer myself up, go over to the ITV player and watch myself some crap telly, which, you know, on the same kind of level as uh, like mob wives type thing, There's uh, The Real Housewives of Cheshire, which is like, the they're all, most of them are with footballers, so I don't know who any of their boyfriends are, I don't really care. Um, But yeah, I've been fully binging on it, and it's really crap, really awful, (laughs) really, there's loads of really staged bits, and you know, it's horrific, but really entertaining in the same breath. Um, And yeah, then, Celebrity Big Brother which I did say I wasn't going to watch because I hate Big Brother and I hate you two yeah. for getting me on to Big Brother again so I'd quit it The last time I watched Big Brother before this year was Why can't I quit you? Yeah, you bastards <laughs> But yeah, so I've watched this week's all the episodes of Celebrity Big Brother um, Although watching the first one where they all go in it cut out halfway through and said that the video was no longer available really annoyed me. So my five oh. player, naughty, because I missed try, who half the people were.
1: Did you try reloading later on, or it just <laughs> yep. was completely and the next missing? Day, it oh, just huh. wasn't,
0: wasn't having any of it. Um, but yeah, I saw that, I was watching all the people going in, and obviously there's um, Barry from EastEnders, who's been in loads of stuff since, playing on the fact that he's Barry from EastEnders. I love him anyway. So I thought, oh, okay, he might be interesting to watch. Then Marissa from the come in. Yeah. He is, and he's he's been in a lot of things with um, Keith Lemon, as well.
1: I've like... never seen the guy before. I just like the part where he had to nominate, do a nomination. He didn't know anybody, and he nominates what the girl, uh, the girl that Chris. left, right. Yeah. And he's like, I nominate her, and then later on in the day, I find out she's a mob wife's mistress. What the heck? He's like, <laughs> of the, all the people I could have got, uh, nominated, it had to be the mob wife.
0: Yeah, but luckily he was mistaken with that because she's not actually with any of the mob. She's the daughter of somebody who was once connected to the mob. Right, still a mob
1: mob boss's mistress still, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I saw her going in, got really excited because she was only in the last season of Mob Wives.
1: Fro, what Uh, are you doing back there? Are you eating some pickle chips? Pickle chips? Uh,
3: No, I'm eating chocolate because my... um... My, uh, I'm extremely, extremely tired because uh, I overslept. I'm not sure I told you this. uh, I overslept this week. Yeah, yeah. Just the the
0: the package is really loud. (laughs) But right, yeah. So uh, Marissa went in, and in Mob Wives, she only came in in the last season, and she turned up at one point in Mob Wives to have a sort of throwdown with this girl, and she turns up in a bikini and a see-through dress and heels and this other girl's there in like flat sandals she's got her hair in braids she's she's ready for a fight and this Marissa comes up and she's like no meh, after saying about how tough she was so seeing her going into Big Brother I was like yes she's gonna kick off she's gonna kick off with the wrong person she's gonna get her head kicked in this is gonna be brilliant and she's out in the first week before she's even had chance to you know open I was wondering if that might have been
1: part of it is people were expecting her to kick off and she didn't
0: yeah, so maybe we're disappointed the, by the that, yeah. thing Thing that is and I mean, she
1: thing. got nominated and she didn't really get all that mad. If I think she, it, maybe if she would have gotten really mad at the guy, really gone off on him, people mm-hmm. would have not voted for her to to leave. But but yeah, yeah I watched Celebrity Big Brother as well this week. Uh, yesterday's the episode. Or are you done, Tilly? Sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's me done.
1: Uh, I thought it was funny on this episode yesterday. The when she got booted where they played the wrong clip yes did you see I this y- it. yet fro or not i guess fro's gone um yeah the they, land of chocolate. she like uh they have emma willis it's all a live show and she cuts to she's like let's see what happened next in the day and they cut to it and all of a sudden it's playing something that we've all already seen and i'm sitting there going did I accidentally hit rewind, like yeah. on the player, or what's going? And then it comes back, and Emma's face is like right in the camera, which I thought was brilliant. And she yeah. just goes, "Well, that wasn't the right clip, was it?"
0: Yeah, so no, you just <laughs> love live TV when they play the wrong VT. Uh,
1: oh, actually, very...
0: Talking of Emma Willis, I forgot to mention um, her "Who Do You Think You Are?" is on the BBC, where they go back and trace their ancestry and oh, okay. look back. Like hundreds of years. I think they get back to like the 1600s with her family. Um, uh-huh. And that's really, really good. It's just her being her and finding out things about her family. And the, it's always interesting, but hers is especially good because it goes in directions that she really didn't expect.
1: So she, uh, it's just about her, or it just one episode is about her?
0: Just one episode. Oh, okay. Each episode is a different
1: because there's Charles' celebrity. dance.
0: Yeah, we've got Charles' dance. Um, or Charles Dance, should I pronounce it um, Adil Ray who that one's absolutely brilliant um, because he's he plays a Pakistani father in his um, TV show Citizen Khan where he plays an, an older, like middle aged Pakistani guy that lives in right. um, Birmingham but he's actually half African or a quarter African and he goes back and he finds out about all the family and all the history and everything. That's really good. But, yeah, the Emma Willis one, because it's Emma. It's our Emma. It's just lovely, sort of going on the journey with
1: her. Uh, I guess for me, I pretty, pretty much just saw the stuff I already talked about, and then I saw a new show this week called The Sinner. With Oh, my God, I am
3: so glad you saw this, because I forgot to told you, tell you I also saw The Sinner.
1: All right, why don't, uh, it's got Jessica Biel and Bill Pullman in it. Why don't you go into what you mm-hmm. thought about it, bro? I uh, thought, uh, because it's uh, two episodes so far, uh, I
3: actually really, really liked it. Uh, if uh, nobody knows who Jessica Biel is, she's actually married with Justin Kimberley.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know who and, she was, but I didn't know she was married to Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I she's fairly her famous
1: here, fro. Uh, or yeah, she's a fairly famous actress here. Most people know yeah. who she is. Uh,
3: but but some some doesn't. So sure. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, to be honest, I never um, never liked her type of acting. But in this, she plays um, kind of uh, scared and. Uh, I like her acting in this. I'm, I'm really, really surprised by this show. It's really good.
1: I, I'm, uh, I would say maybe not as enthralled as it by you, Fro, but I, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I think it's really well done. I think the, like you said, the acting is really good. Bill Pullman, of course, uh, president of the United States uh, from when we yep. beat aliens on Independence Day, uh, mm-hmm. but. He's now retired from being the president and he's in this TV show. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's really good in it as well and there's a lot of kind of little things about it that are building up. You can tell are going to become bigger things in the future, which I like about it. You have that kind of feeling of building and even without like a cliffhanger type ending, it you still feel like there's more coming up in the series. Um, have you watched Strachan 4 this
3: week? Uh, look.
1: Yeah, but one second. Uh But this TV show is a little bit, um, I don't know how to describe it other than, well, it's really dark because it's about a murder, uh, but it's also like a little bit, it's a little bit broken in a way that like, if it was real life, it would have just been like, yep, throw this lady in jail, we're done. That would have been the end of the show, you know, but it's a TV show, so you got to go with it, I guess. Other, other than that, I, I really enjoy it. I think, like Fro said, the acting's probably the best part. I uh, can't say too much quite yet for the storyline telling, or the storyline ri- <laughs> writing, but right. hopefully it, it will it will all be good because it has potential. We'll just say that. All right, Room 104, Fro?
0: Yeah. What is Room 104? Because I saw it pop up and I thought it might be like the American version of Room 101 and then saw that, no, it's an actual TV series. It's not
1: a... Right, we just talked about it in the news. Uh, It's one of the shows that is on HBO that may be getting leaked. So, yeah, it's... uh, Who was in it this week? Dawson from Dawson's Creek? Yep, Dawson's Mm -hmm. Creek. Yep. Uh, What did you think about this episode, Fro? Uh, I did not like this episode. (laughs) I like the <laughs> ending.
3: The ending was great. The ending was really good, but the episode was under par.
1: Uh, I would say, that I mean, it's only the second episode, so it's a little like, I don't know if I 100% like the show at all. No. Um, and last week we were talking about it, I was saying, oh, maybe this hotel room's going to be like, we're going to get some answers Magic. about this hotel room, yeah. some kind of spooky portal or something like that. Yeah, Clearly that's not the case and this is just going to be more like a uh, Tales of the Crypt type show where it's like individual different little stories but they're all in the one hotel room. And I would, we tried, Fro tried to compare it to the show we're doing this week, the the guest book, but I think the two are (laughs) like in two totally different uh, two totally different areas of uh, writing. Like, the, the guest book is much more intricate than this is, so. Cool. Uh, yeah,
3: the guest book. I can't wait to talk about
1: that.
0: <laughs> Especially that first episode, Afro. I haven't seen any of it, I just, I know what you've said.
1: <laughs> right, I told Tilly a little bit about the first episode because of the relation to what's happening, but uh, the second episode also has a lot to do with the religion, so I was like, wow, this freaking show is like catering to us it's weird
3: uh, the second episode is so much better than the first episode
1: uh, I'll, we'll talk about when we get to it but I'm not 100% sure I like the show uh, uh, there's certain things I like about oh, it there's certain things I, I, I don't the but show. The we're going to talk about that yeah. much later in this yeah, show man. right now what we're going <laughs> to talk about is spontaneous human combustion woohoo, woohoo. people Never... being on fire Right, anybody want to go into what this is? Yeah, you do. do.
0: Well, I, I might have been slightly obsessed with this when I was a child. Spontaneous human combustion are the cases where all of a sudden, with no sort of cigarette in bed or anything like that, a human being has just gone up in flames, burnt pretty much to nothing, but there's normally, like, the hands or a foot or something left completely intact... There's also the burn directly below them and directly above them, and fatty deposits are normally on the ceiling above where they've burnt. The rest of the room, because it normally happens indoors, um, the rest of the room will be completely intact, maybe a bit of smoke damage or something, but majoritively. It's not caused by a fire. There's been people going in to have a look, see what caused it, and they've not been able to find any cause of it, or any ignition points, or any kind of... Um, accelerants or anything, or any reason why it should happen. There are lots of theories, but mostly people just don't know. And this has been going on since the 1600s, I think, the first case was um, documented, at least.
1: Right, and from what I've seen, one of the more recent ones that I saw was in 2010, Um, and that one was actually uh, the coroner wrote it down as being uh, a case of spontaneous human combustion because there was no other, no other uh, explanation for it, and that was in two thousand and ten. So this is an unexplained phenomena as of yet. There are theories oh, wow. as to why it happens, but I think another interesting thing as far as like the burning goes, um, there's been cases where people will be like on a couch or on a or on a chair and the person will burn, but the couch or the chair will get... like It'll get burned, but it won't light on fire, which I yeah. think is interesting.
3: According, sort of, to the documentary,
1: up, but... yeah, according to the documentary South Park, it mm-hmm. is
3: because when you have gotten a girlfriend or a boyfriend for the first time, you don't want to fart uh, mm-hmm. um, with them there. So when you try to did. save your fart too long inside... You will get on fire, according to believe the it or not, Ro, that, that is
1: actually more saying. accurate than you think it is. Yeah, yeah that's actually that's... one of the explanations of of this.
0: Um,
1: that's a real. But, that's one of the real explanations. Yeah. yeah. I've got an
0: example of the first case. I was wrong. It wasn't the 1600s. It was the 1400s. Okay. Um, it says here the first mention of spontaneous human combustion in the history books is Polonus Vostius. Vos... I'm I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong But anyway He was just a regular Italian knight in the late 1400s Who liked wine, women and song He consumed two ladies of Oh, two ladles even (laughs) He didn't consume two ladies (laughs) Two ladles Of very strong wine one night And it disagreed Uh, with him People say that he immediately vomited flame And then burst into flames entirely No one else seemed to have any problem With the wine and people were baffled as to how This happened and are still baffled now So yeah, it's been documented for centuries now.
1: Right. Um, I guess uh, I'll I'll go into the one I saw. Uh, Where was it? Why can't I not find it for some reason? Oh, 2010. uh, Michael Faraday of uh, Galway, Ireland. Uh, This is the one I was talking about. Uh, The coroner recorded as spontaneous human combustion uh, in uh, the inquiry into his death, uh, the fu- it said, This fire was thoroughly investigated and I'm left with the conclusion that this fits into the category of spontaneous human combustion for which there is no adequate explanation. And that was December 2010 uh, in Ireland. So those are that, the first one, I guess, and one of the most recent ones I've found, unless anybody's found any more recent one than that. But I
0: have another one from... Um... It must be the same case, but they've got different dates on it, it said it was September of 2011, um, the first Irish case of spontaneous human combustion, uh, where he was near, was your guy near a furnace, but they found that the furnace wasn't anything to do with the fire?
1: Uh, it does not say anything about that.
0: That? Ah. Well, I mean, we could be talking about the was same Was it the case. same guy? It, it doesn't it say, say the guy's who in... he is. Okay. It just says that it's the first Irish case of spontaneous human combustion, and if yours well, was it, Galway,
1: it wouldn't make sense that it would be the first one if the one that I'm reading is 2010. So either they're the same and somebody got the date wrong, or whatever. But yeah, probably the same. Oh
0: one. yeah, no, it's me being confused. I think unless I don't know if this date's written American style or English style.
1: Ah. Eleven 11 So it could be. Yeah, you could be just the fourth of November, or it
0: could be the. 11th of... Or... uh, April. Very bizarre. We're finding another phenomenon now with cases of it.
1: Right. So, in any case... Uh... Let's go into... Uh... Some of the characteristics of what happens... Uh... In these cases, I guess. Um... One of the things, like Tilly said... With the guy drink a bunch of really strong wine... Uh most of these cases the vic- the victims are drunk or alcoholics so usually they're really drunk when this happens
0: yeah um uh, go ahead so i was just finding this um quote thing
1: oh okay here they're usually elderly females is another um interesting one uh over 200 cited reports in in written history of of this happening so Oh, in the past three hundred years, so. E- even if this was uh, e- even if this was happening two hundred, uh, two if it happened two hundred times in three hundred years, this would be an incredibly rare thing to happen, no matter what. So you, yeah. nobody needs to be worried about themselves spontaneously combusting because, the, the odds of it happening to somebody are like so hot uh, astronomical 200 times in 300 years is very very few times when you think about it. yeah so don't
0: be worried about it but that is also only the ones that were documented because there are there's been a lot in um like poorer countries there's there were quite a lot in africa there was sure um the whole load that i read up on years ago and obviously because it was little villages and things they didn't have the police force to go in and check forensics and everything it was just, yeah, they they set on fire. That's what happens sometimes. People just go up in flames.
1: Uh, I guess so another one that we already mentioned, or Tilly already mentioned, the hands and feet usually fall off of the body. So the main parts of the body burn, but the I guess appendages, uh, maybe because they're cooler or they're farther away from the body, they they'll they don't burn up. So that there's like ashes, and like Tilly said, there's. Uh, residue left on the ceiling and the floor and there's usually a, a very offensive odor. Uh, mm. Greasy re- greasy residue and ashes and offensive odor. But I've also read somewhere that somebody said that it's a sweet, kind of a sweet sickly smell. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I suppose mm. it depends on who's smelling it. Because like some people love the smell at a petrol station and other people it will turn their stomachs.
1: Right. There you go. I mean, there so. are certain sick sickly sweet smells that I think we all could kind of I can't think of one right now off the top of my head, but there are certain ones out there that I can... That, yeah, just depends on the person who's who's smelling it. There might also be different scenarios, different people's houses, different things like that, but it says alcoholism is a common theme in literary references, in part because Victorian-era physicians believed that spontaneous human combustion was a result of alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was kind of a... Uh... It was a good thing to Combustion was kind of the, uh... What is... What's a good, um... It was like it, the... The liver ahead.
0: disease of nowadays. If you drink, you might set on fire. Kind of thing.
1: I was gonna say... What's that movie we did about, uh, weed? Uh... The... Pff, why can't I not remember it right now? I don't even remember. Uh... But it's, it, it may have been just a scare tactic, in a way, to keep people yeah. from drinking too Reefer much. Reefer Madness? Reefer Madness, there you go. Yeah.
0: Mm. I have a little uh, um, thing about it, about the validity of it and other things that also burst into flames. Okay. Um, that sort of explains extra bits. It says, the validity of spontaneous human combustion is viewed with scepticism by the scientific community, but some objects have been scientifically proven to burst into flames without an outside heat source. One example is a pile of oily rags, stored together in an open container, such as a bucket. As oxygen from the air hits the rags, it can slowly raise their internal temperature high enough to ignite the flammable oil. Piles of hay or straw have also been known to spontaneously combust. When they decompose, the bacteria inside them that orchestrate the decomposition process, can generate enough heat to kindle a spark. It's the same with your, um... If you remember that episode of The Simpsons, where all the hipsters move in, and they've got the compost pile, and the little boy doesn't turn it, so it sets on fire.
1: Right, okay. I've got some theories here. Uh, Fro, did you have anything from uh, characteristics you wanted to go into that we maybe missed, or...? No, no, no. Alright, we're gonna... uh, Here's some kind of, a couple of theories that I saw of why it could happen and then the last one we'll go into is maybe the scientific idea which is the wick wick theory i think did you guys see that but we'll go into that after these here are some of the other theories this is the one fro was talking about from south park one of the most popular proposed is that the fire is sparked when methane uh builds up in the intestines and is ignited by enzymes uh which are proteins in the body that act as a catalyst to induce and speed up chemical reactions. Um, the problem with that, I guess, would be that people would assume that uh, victims of spontaneous human combustion would suffer greater damage to the outside of their body than their internal organ, which seems to go against the theory. Uh, so you that one you were talking like about from, is an actual theory. Yeah,
0: that will pull up. A lot. Sorry, case, Tilly. If it was to do with methane, you'd expect cows to be going up in flames all the time and things as well, because the amount they have. Right.
1: They also have Every... four stomachs, so maybe they have more room to disperse it or whatever. But I
0: suppose, yeah. Maybe that's what we need, so we stop bursting
1: <laughs> into flames. Here's another theory. <laughs> uh, another theory speculates that the fire begins as a result of built-up static electricity inside your body. Or from an external geomagnetic force, meaning maybe you're in in an area of the world that has just really high intent, very highly intense uh, magnetic forces, uh, geomagnetic forces coming from the Earth.
0: (coughs) Did you read about Larry Arnold?
1: That's what, yeah, I was about to get into that. A self-proclaimed expert on spontaneous human combustion, Larry Arnold, has suggested that the phenomenon is the work of a new subatomic particle called a Pyroton. I like that Pyroton. name, Pyroton. Arr, arr. Pyroton kind of sounds like a Transformer that, yeah. like, shoots um, flames out of his it, arms, but... It sounds who, like a pirate.
0: As the Teletron, I feel I would morph into Pyrotron if I just put some, like, flame powers <laughs> on.
1: If I... Or if we just feed you long enough, like a Pokemon? Um yeah. Uh, Pyroton, which he says interacts with cells to create a mini explosion inside your body. No scientific, There's no scientific evidence to prove the existence of this particle. So those are some of the explanations I found besides the wick effect. Anybody find anything else?
0: No, oh, they were the three I've got written down.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, anybody? Who wants to go into the wick effect then, I guess?
3: I'll do it.
0: Yeah, I will. I don't mind. It's Basically, if you imagine a candle that's inside out, because you have, with a candle, you have the wick that you light and the wax around it keeps it burning and sort of feeds it. Right. With spontaneous human combustion and the, the wick effect, it's basically your clothes and your hair works as the wick on the outside, but as you've got all your fats and your bodily everything it works as the wax to stop that burning off straight away. And it keeps it burning on a slow burn Like If you, when, um, they're trying to burn down corpses and things in these horror programs that I've watched loads of, you have to keep burning and burning and burning and burning because it only burns so much and then sort of stops. But if you burn a big fat person, they burn for ages and ages and like a long, slow burn.
1: Right. And the clothes would act like the wick of the candle, uh, which is why they call it the wick effect. So yeah. it would be like a reverse candle where the wick is surrounding the wax on the outside. Um, which I guess you could make a candle like that if you wanted to, but, uh, be weird. this, this is the actual, uh, decided upon reasoning by most of the scientific community as to why these things happen is the wick effect. It's the agreed upon way that these things happen. Um, yeah, it's the I one that all, all the
0: scientists have kind of gone, yeah, that makes sense. None of the other ones really make sense. That one actually makes sense. That one could be possible. There's been lots of tests on it as well.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, trying
0: it out with pig carcasses and things.
1: Oh, I, I do not see this. Uh, what did they conclude, that it, it worked?
0: I think it depends on a whole bunch of factors, but I don't think right, they could recreate it.
1: Every time, yeah. No. Okay. Well, that would make sense for the uh, the scenario as well, because, and why it would be so rare, uh, mm-hmm. is you would just have to have the perfect set of circumstances for it to happen. Uh, but to me, as, a, I guess, a layman, those three things almost all as um, as uh, easily, could all easily be just as good of an explanation to me, but I, I don't know. What do you guys think? from those ones? What, what do you think one's more easily explainable or less? I mean, the wick effect to me is not really that, uh, hard scientific proof. No. Yeah.
0: It's more, it's just a theory. Yeah. I have I found it fascinating because I've never been able to This Obviously I'm not a scientist, but with anything that I've read, I've not been able to decide whether I think that that theory's right or not. Cause there's lots of, there's loads of documentaries on this as well. Um, especially over here i don't know if it's just like a really british thing that we're obsessed with it because charles dickens wrote about it in bleak house right um the, one I, of the well, guys from that died through spontaneous human combustion
1: it was definitely a um a thing during the victorian era where that people were it was like a fear fear thing in the victorian era where they were scared of a lot of things then and yeah. this is just one of them, and like I said, it may have just all been a propaganda to keep people from becoming uh, drinking too much alcohol.
0: And uh, it's a good one considering back then everybody had uh, hay mattresses and things, or horsehair mattresses.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I even saw. Let's see, here it is. Uh, this is the one that I saw that was called that they said was the first known account, but it was from the sixteen hundreds. So the one you found, Tilly, is actually before this, but. Uh, an account of spontaneous human combustion from danish uh and Tominist, uh, uh thomas the, oh thomas uh in 1663 described a woman in paris who went up in ashes and smoke while she was sleeping the straw mattress which she slept on was unmarred by the fire um so that's which another is the really really a one. lot
0: of these whatever the... Sitting on, standing around. I mean, there's been cases in... uh, I think the first case I ever read about when I was young, I had this little filofax of strange and unusual occurrences. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a woman who was in a dance hall, and she was literally in the middle of the dance floor, dancing, and just went up in flames. And there was just a scorch mark on the floor. And I think her foot in her shoe, or maybe just her shoe, was left. And everybody else around there was completely fine. Um... And, you know, there was no no damage to the person that she was dancing with. It was just That's, she went
1: up in flames. Yeah.
3: That's what I always said. Don't dance. You can get on
1: fire. <laughs> <laughs> like we said, for uh, 200 cases in 300 years, really small chances are going to happen. I also saw another uh, account, I believe it was from England, of a guy who... He was sitting with his brother... And they were sitting watching TV and his brother started uh, at, like saying, hey, over here, look at me or whatever. And then it stopped and the guy looked over and his brother was completely silent, except flames were like flying out of his mouth at like f- f- like f- two or three feet of flames. And then he lit on fire from inside uh, and it happened right next to him. He was just sitting there. It one of the oh. bigger cases because somebody was there to actually witness it
0: and everything. Because yeah. that's another thing. There's not normally <coughs> people around. Because it tends to happen when people are asleep. Right. There's normally, you know, little old lady was sat in her chair. And, you know, they found her. And all the rest of it. Or they were asleep in bed. Or There's a few cases with... Um... Where is it? Oh no, I've lost it again now. God damn it.
1: Well, I got something here. One interesting thing that we should point out before everybody goes, listen to these crazy fools. They believe spontaneous combustion is real. Well, go and do the research, because wow. we've been researching this for a week. That it says right here, no one has ever conclusively proven or disproven the truth of spontaneous human combustion. Most scientists say that there are more likely explanations for the charred remains. Many of the so-called victims were smokers. Uh, and were later discovered with a cigarette or pipe, most of them, but not all of them. Mm -hmm. Numbers of them were believed to have been under the influence of alcohol. Like we said, that's a kind of attributing factors. A lot of people were drinking or had alcohol in the system at the time. Um, but also that's kind of a Victorian era scare tactic possibly. So could be added in there, uh, but they're oh, saying God. that that could cause uh, movement restriction because of just being so drunk. Uh, that it would cause them to maybe light their self on fire with a cigarette, and then you'd be so drunk you don't notice you're on fire? I don't even, how do you even get that drunk? I'm not sure. See, that, but, that
0: does happen, but they tend to be able to say that that's what's happened if that's what's happened, if you know what I mean. Right.
1: There's because other evidence. things would be burned in the house or whatever or you'd be able to yeah. find where the fire started from, because there would be an uh, ignition point, but there, most of these cases they're saying it because there's no, no known ignition source, especially the one that we were talking about from Ireland.
0: yeah I found there's another one um, this one's a bit of an exception to the rule. It doesn't go like most of them go. Um, in 1938, a 22 year old woman named Philip Phyllis Newcombe was leaving a dance at the Shire Hall in Chelmsford, England. As she descended the staircase of the hall, her dress suddenly caught fire with no apparent cause. She ran back into the ballroom, where she collapsed. Several people rushed to her aid, but she later died in hospital. Although the theory was that Newcombe's dress had been ignited by a cigarette or lit match thrown down the stairwell, no evidence of either was ever found. Coroner L.F. Beckles, great last name, commented on the incident. From all my experience, I have never come across a case so very mysterious as this. So she didn't even burn up entirely. She just all of a sudden, her dress was on fire. and
3: Do, you, do you remember as, uh, X-Files having uh, an episode about this look?
1: Yeah, I talked about it last week. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a very good episode, uh, they didn't, even in that episode, they don't come up with, like, whether it was, whether the guy who lit on fire it was or was not, because X-Files does that a lot, they'll leave it open-ended and let you play with it in your mind, that's wh- how that, uh, how that episode ended, um, uh, as far as I remember. Did you see that recently, or, or, why are you asking, for?
3: Yeah, no, I saw this episode, uh, this week, uh... Because I haven't seen that before when you talked about it last week. I don't remember that episode.
1: Yeah, well, it's from the like, 90s, so yeah. yeah.
3: It was a really uh, interesting episode, so I do recommend people going out. It
1: was from like the time of X Files where it, they were at the top of their game. And it as was well. good. So, yeah. yeah, it was a really good episode. <laughs> Here's an interesting totally account uh, a war veteran, Frank Baker, who served in the U.S. Army in. In Vietnam, is the only known survivor of the unexplained uh, phenomenon known as spontaneous human combustion. Uh, How do you survive something like yeah. that? I guess he lit on fire, but it didn't. It didn't burn him completely up. Uh, yeah, there's
0: quite a few that have um, managed to be put out by somebody, and then got to hospital, but later died of the injuries from it. Quite a few but yeah, he he
1: uh, he went to the doctor and it, the doctor said, this burns you, because uh, he went to get the burns checked and the doctor even said to him, it burned him from the inside out. So I found that interesting.
0: Mm. Yeah. See, I, th- I like the methane idea. Like the gases inside you igniting, because cause it burns you from the inside out. But it would be, I just think it'd be far more common if that was the case.
1: And we'd be able well, to
0: recreate it, it with methane and It would, and again,
1: have to be like a really um, perfect conditions, the right amount of enzymes, the right amount of methane. You'd probably have to have some kind of gut problem to store that much methane inside yeah. your... So, th- yeah, the circumstances, I think, no matter what, if, if this is real or not, are going to be um, a big attributing factor as to why it's so rare. I guess another what uh, if, kind yeah, of uh, reasoning uh, what of it would be possibly all of these are just strange um, criminal acts that were all just people trying to cover up a crime of murder or something like that but yeah. it doesn't explain why a couch would not be burned when the person is burned but
0: and why everywhere but like a foot or a hand would go up right like why why is that cut off there I all right, remember I You remember saying when something
3: yeah, no, I remember one of the first uh, Mixbusters episode where they, where they was uh, trying to do uh, Coca Cola and uh, Mentos in your stomach to see if you could explode because stuff. Oh, also. right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, and they did also pop rocks. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't think uh, Miss did human combustion uh, ever, did I? But uh, I don't remember it's...
2: it.
1: I oh, don't know how you would uh, test
3: that. No. you
0: uh, would have to recreate a human or do it with a pig body or something.
3: Yeah. But uh, and 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 they did a lot of experiments with, with like when when you are on the toilet, when can you catch on fire, when when things, uh, yeah, and. and it's really difficult to get things on fire. It has to be exactly the right... uh, Conditions. Yeah, yeah, and blend of things. So I think that's also one of the reasons why there's no more than, like, 300 cases through 300 years. No, 30 cases.
1: 200 over 300 years. But yeah, that's what I was saying, yeah. The conditions would just have to be perfect for it to... That's why it would be so rare. Um... For sure would be... for That would definitely be the case. Oh, burp?
0: Mm-hmm. It needs to be burp the perfect song. Don't set on fire, Luke. I know, right? I'm burping and I just gases. light up on
1: fire. <laughs> Dr. Pepper burned me from the inside out. Uh. What's the worst
0: that could happen?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> That'd be a great,
0: advertising thing for them.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. No, please don't that. Yeah. <laughs> What is the worst thing that could happen?
1: (laughs) Alright, so what do we think of this all in all? I think we covered pretty much everything. Anybody else have any other things? uh, Any other uh, accounts or anything like that we want to cover? Not
0: really. Uh, I had one, but I've just lost the page now. Because I pressed back by accident. Ah, don't do that. Ah! There is an
1: interesting video, but it is from the Daily Mail. So I would like not really give it too much credence, but it's a video I believe from, gosh, I want to say Afghanistan. Oh, Serbia. Okay. Not even close. Uh, of a man lying on the ground, like on fire. And he's just like lying there all like, Oh, just hanging out on fire. Uh, there is a video out there of that. Um, it's not super graphic. It kind of looks like it could just be a stunt man doing a stunt, uh, to try to make a viral video, but also it's a little, it's just a strange video and people were at the time. I believe it was even only 2015. were suggesting maybe is this guy, is a guy a victim of spontaneous combustion or not? Uh, so yeah.
0: Yeah. Or did somebody just set him on fire? There's, um, there's an interesting one that gets a little weird, uh, that i like to say. It's, um, about the countess Cornelia de Bandi, uh, She was from the 1700s, and she was found halfway between her bed and her window one morning, with everything except for her lower legs and three fingers burnt. She apparently had calmly risen from her bed to open the window in the middle of the night, but combusted before she could reach the window. In the room, two candles had been burnt, or at least the tallow had been burnt. The wicks were left completely unburnt. Soot covered the room, including some bread on a plate that she had left on the table. Just as an indication of how strange the 1700s were, the bread was taken from the plate and offered to a dog. The dog refused to eat it, making it the most sensible player in that incident.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> mm. Wow.
0: Yeah, so even, you know, could have been something in the bread. They didn't actually test it, they just tried to feed it to a dog, and the dog said no. Mm.
1: So, overall, what do you think about this, Fro? No,
3: I. I'm not sure I believe in human combustion. Uh, I mean, overall, me
1: when you did research on it, did you think when you went in that it was going to be... the likelihood was going to be higher or lower than you than it was once you started doing research?
3: Oh, definitely higher.
1: Yeah.
3: I, w- I, I, I thought this was a bigger... Uh, uh, happening than it actually is I, I thought it was like happening maybe uh one uh, like maybe uh, 10 times a year or something because it's so talked about i was really really surprised that it was so little cases about this to be honest
1: oh okay well i i figured that this was uh i was going to research it i was going to look into it and it was going to be like oh, here's all the reason this happens, we already have figured this out, There's everybody already knows what's going down here, uh, it's just a big conspiracy theory, whatever, this, or that. And you get into it, and you're like, wow, they don't really have no effing clue, and there are a lot of cases uh, that are cited for this uh, that don't have any, any explanation. Um, mm-hmm. And that made me go, this is actually more likely than I ever thought it was until you do the research. Like, you... You hear about it, and people will joke about it, like it's just, "Oh, that's not a real thing." So let's make a big joke about it. When you do the research, you go, "This is maybe more real than we give it credit for." Maybe either that, or it's totally not real. I, I I'm still, I'm halfway between right now, uh, believing whether it's real or not. What about you, Tilly?
0: See, I believe it's real, but I've, I'd, I like you, I'd expected somebody to have figured it out by now. Like there's enough science brains. They'll have something and... better
1: than one theory.
0: That yeah. They all,
1: it was like the scientists got together. They came up with this one theory to disprove it, without like really. They never did any investigation. It seems that I've found any evidence of to to prove it, only to no. disprove it. And so then they all went. So well, we got the one theory. Let move on from there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's
0: it's one of those. It's. So rare that there's no point in them really doing the research in it, because it's not like it affects, you know, one in three people or something like right. that, but then it's not that rare that nobody's ever heard of it, if you get what I mean, like there's, it's yeah totally. every so many decades or whatever, there is a big case of it, and, and, especially and if it the happens, it's going to be
1: written down, because it's so, such a strange thing, it's going to be yeah. documented, right.
0: But only the human ones are documented, like we don't know if this happens in other animals,
1: or, or at least like that, i haven't found any you, in my researching maybe it has yeah, and and I just would you, haven't found
0: If you it. found a burnt carcass of i don't know a dog and it's got a couple of paws left you just assume that it's been burnt and those were left out of the fire like you wouldn't you wouldn't look into it cuz it's not a human do you get what i mean
1: right mm-hmm. i don't know maybe that's, if we did really like uh if we did investigation into like uh cow mutilation from aliens maybe an ex- explanation for that would be this oh ah, yeah uh, I didn't thought about it, but you did mention cows earlier. Now I just kind of, kind of popped into my head just now, but
0: yeah, because uh, I know cows are the creators of like a lot of methane, aren't they? Oh yeah. They they fart and burp a lot because every time they throw it back up into their mouths to chew the cud, it comes back up then as well.
1: And we have lots of cows, cows here in America. Way too many cows. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, I think this is interesting uh, as far as it being something that's not proven one way or another. So, if people want to go do research, go check this out.
0: Yeah, there are some really good like clickbait type articles with loads of bullet. Like there's ones where it's ten cases that have been documented, or you know, ten theories that people might think. Although there are really only three theories that we've already covered. But <laughs> right. But yeah, some quite interesting, and lots of pictures, because as soon as photographs were invented, people started photographing the uh, scenes, and what right, was left. Right, if you go to
1: Google and just look it up and go to the image search, you'll find a mm-hmm. whole lot of different um, images and stuff like that of, like, the aftermath. I, one of the good places I found was uh, howstuffworks.com, yeah. which is, like, a, it's a... I wouldn't say it's clickbait as much as it's kind of a science uh, site, and they... Talk about it on there, but they they talk a lot about the wick effect and things like that because it's a science site. They're basing their uh, ideas off of the scientific explanation of it. But I I halfway only trust the scientific explanation of this because it's not it's a theory. It's not proven yeah. in any way. So because
0: nobody's saying this is definitely what it is. It's just well, we we know some stuff about some stuff. Like we're proper right. scientists, and we
1: think I think it all. Is... Co- it all comes down to the whole thing that Fro was saying with um, the Mythbusters is that there's just the the scenario to have something happen, if it was the methane explanation or something else besides the wick effect, the getting the uh, conditions perfectly to have it happen and then be able to repeat that are... Yeah, It's almost impossible because you'd have to do it. Yeah. You'd have to. Well, it's almost impossible to get it that way because you'd have to do it on a living human being, and that is not something you're allowed to do uh, legally as a scientist. Yeah, it's uh,
0: rather frowned upon.
1: (laughs) Right. So. Can
0: I set you on fire from the inside, please? Yeah, go ahead.
1: So researching this, even if you did it with a pig, which would be a good, uh, which would be a good replacement you're not it's you're getting the correct conditions and then this and that like uh it still is a straight it wouldn't be a very great explanation because you'd never be able to do the scientific experiment to prove it and then re- be able to repeat it because the conditions uh, maybe someday we'll, we'll figure out the perfect conditions to do it but right now they don't exist so so yeah spontaneous human combustion are we done there
0: yeah on that hot topic Ha 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 ha! Shoot you! All face. right,
1: movie round. Uh, Tilly, why don't we start with you?
0: Ha! <laughs> uh, no.
1: No <laughs> movies for Tilly. No movies
0: for me. You just saw the documentary
1: that you talked about earlier in the TV <laughs> round, but uh, let's see. I did not see anything but the very final Mystery Science Theater three thousand episode. Uh, it's called At the Earth's Core, uh, which was basically like. Journey to the Center of the Earth, except really bad, and really Extremely silly. bad. Yeah. And it had a lot of uh, uh, steampunk kind of influence happening there, uh, so there was a lot of steampunk jokes. There, uh, It was in the top three, maybe, maybe top four of the episodes, but I still gotta say Yongri is the best one, if you're gonna watch one, out of the new episodes. This episode really failed at the end, because they did this wedding thing, which I thought was totally unnecessary, so Fro?
3: Yeah, I watched uh, two movies this week. I watched Valerian on the city of Thousand Planets. That was the shit 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 movie. Uh don't see it. Uh don't
0: named after a sleeping tablet as well. <laughs>
3: uh
1: also a book. <laughs> but then
0: they're not with sleeping tablet. <laughs>
1: Right, oh, yeah. uh, is like I, a root, and the, it, that they grind up. So yeah, yeah. It, it is kind of an apt name if it's a boring movie. <laughs> uh,
3: but then I saw a movie that Luke wanted to see, and that's why I saw it. I saw Atomic Blonde.
1: Uh, oh,
0: how is that? I've actually been interested in that cause it's got. I didn't up. say yeah. I
1: wanted to see. I've never even heard of this, so I don't know what you're talking about. Fro, oh. Fro's like putting <laughs> words in my mouth.
0: How have you not heard I of don't... it? And I have. That's weird. Oh it's a real I thought it was
1: Atomic
3: Atomic Blonde was really 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 fantastic
0: (gasps) oh cool I might watch it then I quite like the look of it I've seen quite a few of the trailers for it
3: yeah I love uh, Charlize Theron she is amazing
1: alright movie round Uh, let's go into the trailer audio for The Dark Tower Whoa, so many Weedros? titles! Weed Roads! It's probably in Weed, oh, California.
5: Ah! Ah.
0: Shot in the green triangle.
5: <laughs> okay, Earthquake.
0: That's another Stephen King.
1: They see a tower. Yeah?
3: Yeah, I uh, love this book. I screens. adore this book. I movie have movie. had this uh, book. Uh, uh, on my list for uh, b- uh, movies I hope they make for many, 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 many years.
1: Stephen King, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. He's all aliens and stuff. man, yeah. all right all right, all right. <laughs> you. You're a gunslinger, right? Whoa, okay. There
3: are no yeah just about.
1: So I just came Why from Westworld. Just come to the tower? hang out. The tower. The tower. If it falls. Okay. So now. Okay. This is Independence Day, mixed with Lord of the Rings, like mixed the server, with Westworld, no, mixed with a Stephen King novel. That's what I'm getting from the trailer so far. always.
0: Yeah.
3: It is a Stephen King novel, so... Oh,
1: that's what I just of said. The
0: Caribbean yeah. right there. But mine isn't. You let that tower fall.
2: Of yeah, this that
1: looked super Independence Day. Do they have guns and bullets in your world?
2: You're gonna like Earth a lot. All right,
5: let's go. You climb Oh, I thought they
1: were in they England, England a second ago. Now they're Could in New York. Maybe I maybe I didn't see what was hand. happening at the beginning.
3: There's still a lot of time travel and I will kill uh, them. a lot of, both of us. travel.
2: Travel. Okay, uh, to different places.
1: Oh, that those. makes sense. All right with, he his with his hand forgotten the face of his father what are you aiming I with then oh his eye i'm
5: not shoot with my hand
0: i'm the bad guy all
5: right all right alright. All <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep
1: Jake. i do not kill with my gun. do you travel through wormholes it'd be cooler if oh, you did the... sorry I'm, I'm gonna stop my the matthew tra- McConaughey impression
3: this trailer looks so amazing
1: are they running through a field filled with marijuana? What was that?
0: <laughs> That's why it was the weed thing. Pictures. Ah, I get it.
1: So, Luke, what is this movie all about? Right, The Dark Tower. Um, Roland Deschain, I want to say. DeChain? The Last Gunslinger is locked into an internal battle with Walter O'Dim also known as the Man in Black. The Gunslinger must prevent the Man in Black from toppling the Dark Tower, the keys, uh, the key that holds the universe together. So there's your description. So it's got the Man in Black in there. And it's got... Uh, yeah, it is kind of got Westworld-esque things happening, huh? Um, it's got 6 out of 10 on IMDb. So not too bad on IMDb. But on Rotten Tomatoes... Let me double check this. <laughs> they
0: didn't like it.
1: Eighteen. I'm seeing eighteen percent. It says that on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I would. I wanted to double check because uh, it doesn't. That's crazy low. Yeah, eighteen percent. Uh, I mean, we know Stephen King doesn't like at most of the. the audience score, Luke. We know. Luke. Uh, I didn't. I, uh, let me. Uh, 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 we know that Stephen <laughs> King doesn't like most of the movies that are made out of his books. All right, go ahead, for a, now, the audience score is 61%. Oh, so right where IMDb is. Yep. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, why don't you go first, Fro? You got a... Yeah, I
3: have two. Uh, I have two uh, di- different wa- uh, ones.
1: All right, where'd you get them?
3: Uh, from, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Alright.
1: Uh, uh, I wonder if you've got two ones. that I've got.
3: <laughs> two really short ones. Cool, I got oh, two no, short no, no one ones One from too. Hubbard. Hubbert B., uh, that give it <laughs> sorry, one star and said, Walked out after about 30 minutes. <laughs> yep, yeah, that sounds amazing.
1: <laughs> Alright. And your other one?
3: And uh, then, yeah, uh, then I found another uh, one star from Jeff M. This is a hot mess. Having not read the books, there was very little in the way of explore, uh, expectations for anything that was going on. Only, one can only imagine that a great deal of film must have been editing out. Very thin plot details. This film gives scene and pieces, but the gunfight dominates a complex story of nothing. <laughs> so, that are my two reviews.
1: Alright, I've got a couple from the Facebook. It's... Did not have a great presence on Facebook, but it wasn't horrible, I guess. But I got a good one and a bad one. Uh, let's do the bad one first. Selena Crockett says, Absolutely horrible. Went in, uh, I went in open to a different story than the books and understanding it was going to be something quite different. Uh, something quite different, but this, this was pure shit. Incredibly horrendous <laughs> movie. And then Caesar Alan Korea says, "I thought this movie was really enjoyable and had beautiful theme about the family. The gunslinger, uh, the gunslinger motto was my favorite part. I wish I uh, wish it had more action scenes. Sure, it wasn't perfect by a long shot, but it isn't the travesty that the critics make it out to be." All right, Tilly.
0: Ah, I got mine from uh, Rotten Tomatoes and Maria S. gave it one star. And I have to say that um, this isn't my opinion. I know people know this isn't my opinion because I'm reading, I'm quoting it, but she's put, really, really bad. I had misgivings when they cast Idris Elbow. It's not racism, but <laughs> spelled with two T's, as in like what you sit on. But it is certainly racial. I would have had the same misgivings if Detta Walker was played by a white actress. I had greater misgivings when I found out that the producer told all fans that did not think of Black Roland was appropriate to F off. But I still went to see it. I shouldn't have. It was a tedious, ugly and uncomplicated action fantasy. Nothing new and nothing like the books. I don't expect a movie to follow a novel, of course, but I expect to see some of the same spirit. You won't find any here. Let's just say this movie has forgotten the face of its father and turned its back on fans and new audiences alike.
1: I've kind of one a small one going off of the idea that of it being based on the books. It said, from Anthony De Silva, the movie was fine. You can't expect 30 years of writing to be squeezed into less than two hours. It's impossible, is what he says. So, don't expect it to be like the books, Fro, if you go see it, I guess, but... Uh, we already knew that
3: never ever going to see this movie oh okay Never. you're
1: like I'm just going to avoid never. it completely and just <laughs> act like it never existed but it looks like yep. from what I've read it's setting up for a sequel uh, so they're going to be making more don't of these don't
3: care
2: <laughs>
3: don't care at all I mean if it was the end of let's say it's the end of the world
0: it's you the come end of the world me and say, as we know. And oh, you
3: say, Luke, uh, no, you say, Fro, 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 you can save the world. And I say, Ho, you can see the Dark Tower. And I would say, nope,
1: sorry, Luke. <laughs> we had our chance. <laughs> Somebody else turn to take over the world. All right, sounds good. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's move into our final thing, the guest book, episode one and two. We'll start with episode one. Um, did, I, did I mention I would never, ever see this film, by the way? <laughs> Fro says that, and then in never. two months, Fro's going to be on the show going, well, I saw The Dark Tower this week. I can already see it happening. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I will probably see it when right. it comes out on on, on, on the Torrent site. But now I have no interest in seeing this uh, movie. At
1: the theater, right. So totally. I will,
3: yeah, I, I will see it, yeah. Of course I will watch it. I will
2: hate-watch
1: it. Alright, let's go into the guest book. I think, let's save all of what we think about it for the review, and then we'll talk about what we really thought about at the end of the episode. Because I can already tell by Fro's sighing what he thought about it. You're really not being, (laughs) you're being transparent about how you feel about this, Um, (laughs) Already, Uh, just by your uh, sighs.
3: I will pretend to like this as long as, you 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 promised me to 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 say it's really 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 bad at the end. Uh, I will pretend to like this. Okay. Um. All
1: right. Uh, I thought it was yeah. mediocre. What did you think, Tilly?
0: I haven't seen it.
1: Right, Tilly hasn't seen it. All right.
0: <laughs> so I need you. I guys thought it was to, really
1: uh... really good, Tilly. Tilly, so you <laughs> really watch request? it. I really like Yeah. Especially the first episode, yeah? Yeah! uh, Oh, so good. It's got 1.3 million viewers watching, so Mm. nothing, basically. uh, 0.4 rating. (laughs) So, really low rating. Well, I mean, this is the first episode. Nobody knew one way or another it was going to be out. It was on TBS, which is not a great rated channel. Uh, But um, for the first episode, this is still really, really low. So. Alright, we open up in a cabin with uh Tim, who is played by Danny Puddy, who is Abed from Community. Abed mm-hmm. And he's writing in this guest book, except he's sitting in the rafters of this hunting lodge or cabin. Uh and it it looks it it looks a little
3: like he floor flu, uh, flu, up there. Because it's it looks like he's sitting there pretty comfortable.
1: Right, he's way up high in the air, and he's like, it's clear he's keeping, he doesn't want to be on the ground, or he's not, he doesn't want to be down on the floor of the cabin for some reason, but we don't see what's on the floor of the cabin, so we don't know why at this point. He's writing in the guest book. I was thinking he was playing hot lava himself. Right, he's a pro, he's pro hot lava uh, player. Exactly. Yep. Um... And he says, he's writing in this book to keep a record of his plan if his plan doesn't work. And we don't know what it is, but he says, it all started <laughs> one week earlier. And we cut to Tim, and he's in his car in front of this school. Uh, and he's looking for a toy for his uh, wife, who is on the phone with him. She's looking for a toy for their newly born son or daughter. I don't. I guess I don't write down whether it was a daughter or a son. Doesn't really matter to the episode, but... New um, New baby. New baby. And the baby's crying, and his wife, Sandy, wants uh, him to find this toy, and she's getting really upset because she wants this baby to shut up, and it won't shut up without this toy. Tim finds the toy underneath his seat, but he says, Oh, it's not here, and just pretends it's not because he doesn't want to drive all the way back to the house because he's at work. So we find out he's a teacher. Uh, Sandy is played by Lauren Lapkus, who is in Orange is the New Black. She's also in Ooh. Jurassic World. So. Yeah, uh, he's a great
3: documentary. Her, Jurassic World. Yeah, really good documentary.
1: Really terrible movie. <laughs> um, she, He's teaching, so he goes into class, uh, leaves the doll in the car. He goes into class, and he's showing his class about the Newton's Cradle. Uh, you know, the balls that b- bounce back and forth on somebody's desk, like in their office. And... Sandy knocks on the window as he's t- showing his class this, and she looks in the window and just says, "Tim, you're an asshole." And it's like a group of what fifth graders, maybe, <laughs> right, Fro? Yeah, something like that. And she says says it to Tim and shows him that she found the the doll in the car. And she looks she looks at looks She's outside the window. She looks over at the class and says, "Class." your teacher is an asshole, and just walks away. <laughs> Which is very funny. Yep. So, obviously, she is not happy. She's very stressed out from having this new kid, and Tim is maybe not holding up his end of the bargaining as far, as far as parenting, because he's just wants to get away, even to just go to work, is what it seems like from this scene. And uh, she walks away from the window, and T- Tim turns to the class and says, you may have a substitute for the next few days.
2: Mm-hmm. May,
1: yes. So we go to our intro credits. What did you think about the intro credits, Fro? I liked it. I thought it was pretty bland and plain. I mean, it was just the guest book. It was opening pages. And there were the... um. I liked yeah, but different doodles an and things. Of what, what yeah. We're...
3: yeah. It gives a good idea of, of what we are getting.
1: Well, till the second episode where everything goes wrong, but we'll get into that. But uh, it also <laughs> it introduces all the characters and yes. into it. Because, it. because okay, can we'll I, get into we'll I get into it, Fro. We're on the first okay. episode. We'll okay, get okay. into it in the second one. Okay, I know what you're gonna say. Because so. it's already it's already destroyed in episode two, people. Right. Well, Grr. I'll get into it. But all right, we get our intro credits and uh, we go back with Sa- Sandy and Tim, and they're leaving the house, leaving their. Baby off with their mother, and Tim is doing a voiceover, which is really just him talking in the rafters and writing in the, in the guest book, is what the voiceover is. <sighs> but Tim's talking about how they just need to get a, a, some alone time away from the baby because Sandy is really stressed out. So we go to the cabin office, is what I'm going to call it, because we're going to see this a lot in this series, and we meet Wilfred, who is the manager of the cabins, and he is played <laughs> by Charlie Robinson who is the clerk from Night Court from the 80s. He's been in a lot of other little TV shows. You will know him because he's been in TV since for 30 years. So he's been in little things here and there, but he's most known for being the clerk in Night Court. Um, Can I just stop you and to, um, to
3: say two sentences about this? Because... Uh, Here's here's one of the things that I, I do like about this uh show. It has a lot of good actors in it. There's there's uh there's too many actors in this uh, show to be honest. But uh there there isn't uh I, I can't point to any actors and say they are not really doing their job. That isn't that is not the problem I have with this show, but but uh, there's uh, it. It has a community not only because of that it is in the first episode, but it has a kind of like community feeling. Other than that, every single episode of community would would be with other people. Do you kind of understand what I'm saying to it? Yeah, so it's kind I of do. Rot- rotating, rotating a. L- of
1: good actors. Right, but we do have our actors and actresses who are in every episode. So Sandy and Tim are, are are focus of this episode, but they're not the they're not in every other episode. Moving on, I would not describe this in any way like Community, but I get I think Fro is just getting that because of Abed, but. Uh, I would more that's what I said it's not like community
3: oh okay. but it, it is it's like community if community had uh, uh, a new plot line every week and it was kind of shifting all the people around and around and around and around. right
1: yeah no I still wouldn't describe it as that I would uh, it's kind of I don't know what to compare it to because I don't think I've ever seen a show that kind of does it this stuff. Uh, does this style of storyline writing, Uh, but we'll get into... It's pretty intricate the way they've set up the story. I think it's going to be more interesting as we go into later episodes. So, um... Right. Sandy and Tim, we find out, haven't had sex since the baby. Uh, And Sandy says it's because it looks like a lasagna down there? And (laughs) Wilfred mishears her and says... And he says, oh, you're looking for Italian food? Uh, we usually get Chinese around here. And he says, my nephew delivers Chinese food. Uh, so we get that set up for later later on. So we go to the cottage. It's called Froggy Cottage. Uh, and it's got little frog things all over it. They go to the cabin, and Tim sees... He's, like, looking out the window, and he's thinking about, you know, that they've gotten away from the kid and he's kind of happy that they're out in the mountain air and everything. He opens the window up, like takes a big sniff and he looks outside and sees, uh, a father and son playing catch, you know, like throwing the ball back and forth. And he's very, you can tell he's very nostalgic. He's like, Oh, someday that's going to be me and my kid, you know, playing catch out, out in the, out in the woods. And then you hear Sandy just scream from the background as this very, uh, like, uh, What's a good word for it? Uh, it's very Americana scene-looking thing. All of a sudden, from the background, Sandy says, What the hell? Are you shitting me right now? And the kid, like, turns around. And the dad, who's throwing the ball, is like, Oh my gosh! And runs over to the sun. So Tim runs out front, and Sandy is really upset because Tim didn't pack her humidifier. And she cusses, like, she's cussing and talking about, I'm not gonna... Uh, I bet you didn't forget to pack the lube for your balls. And so the whole time she's saying this stuff, the dad who is playing catch with his son has his ears over the top of the son's uh, or his hands over the top of the son's ears and he's like holding it. So you're seeing the scene in the background but in the foreground is the dad with his hands over the kid's ears and so she goes inside, he uncovers the kid's ears and they start playing catch again. And Tim has to apologize to the guy. But this guy who, it seems like, oh, he's just a guy near the... He becomes like an actual character in the show later. So I thought that was very good. So we go... uh, uh, Sandy says, you got to go get me a humidifier, otherwise I'm not staying here. So Tim leaves uh, for an hour drive away to get this humidifier at Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, And on the way back, after getting the the humidifier, he... Passes a strip club called Chubby's Bikini Bar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chubby's. So he oh, he sees the God. sign oh and he sees gosh. the lady
1: on the sign and he goes, he like passes it but then turns around real quick and goes to the, goes to the strip club, and he's like he basically says it I, it was out of my control at that point. So in the strip club we go inside and there's like. Two strippers, like, passed out on the seats, and one guy, like, an old guy in a wheelchair. And it's very, like, not a great-looking strip club in any way whatsoever. And there's the bartender behind the bar. (coughs) One of the strippers... It is the world's uh, worst strip club. Right, definitely. So the bartender wakes up one of the strippers, because Tim walks in, and she goes up to do a dance. And as she's dancing, uh, Tim gets offered a private lap dance by Tickles. Oh my God! Who the only way I can describe it is she's an overweight stripper. She's got some excess <laughs> excess pounds. A little, but she's a very short lady, and she's she's got the big boobs. So that's what she's she perks him up, goes over there, wants to give him a private dance. Uh, Tickles is played by a lady named Carly Gibson or Gibson, and she was in a show called One Mississippi, which I've never heard of. Other than that, she never, never hasn't really been in a whole lot.
3: Never heard
1: of. Never heard of it. All right. So they go to the VIP room, I put in air quotes and I'm doing right now, even though you can't see it, mm-hmm. which oh is just gosh. a broom closet uh. or a supply closet with like a chair in it. <laughs> and so she starts to stretch like she's doing like doing leg stretches and arm stretches cuz she's going to give him a lap dance. And so he he starts stretching, and you're like, why is he stretching? And then his voiceover goes, I just started stretching because I've never had a lap dance, and I didn't know what to do, so I just started following her lead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, and she asks if he likes feet, and he goes, yeah, of course I like feet. And then his voiceover says, I do not know why I said I like feet. (laughs) And then, (laughs) so she starts rubbing his... Her feet like all over him, and there's like some weird feet stuff going on. We cut. uh, The light turns on in the closet, and the bartender just walks in as this all this feet stuff is happening to get a plunger to unplug to uh, unclog the toilet, and then walks out, turns the light back off as Tim's getting this lap dance. And so this is so sexy. This is so sexy. It sounds.
0: (laughs) It's so attractive.
1: It's very funny, though, because oh, he's getting his foot stuff, and he doesn't even really like feet, and then the guy just walks in, like, steps over the stripper as she's doing her stuff to grab a plunger. It's very funny. <laughs> uh, Tim leaves to go back to the cabin. At, back at the cabin, Tim drives up, and for some reason, the bartender has followed him, and he blackmails Tim, saying that uh, they made a tape of the VIP room session that he... Uh, Just did so they're blackmailing him saying "Oh, I'm going to show this to your wife if you don't give us seven hundred dollars and Tim tells the bartender that uh, he doesn't have any cash on him but that he can go into the cabin and take whatever he wants. Uh, I guess it would if you took it out of the cabin it would just end up on his bill anyways so he he would be paying it in that way right so so the bartender goes inside and he doesn't find anything that's worth any money. (laughs) <laughs> Basically, yeah. uh, the bartender is played by Lou Wilson, uh, who I'll talk about a little later when we actually kind of get, to, get into him, but, um, Sandy walks out and she's kind of drunk now. She's got a bathrobe on. She's got a glass of wine and she threatens to, sh- uh, he threatens to show Sandy the tape if Tim doesn't give him the money. So when he says this, Tim, uh, the bartender's looking at Sandy and Tim grabs the tape out of his hand and smashes it on the ground. So the bartender says, "Why'd you do that? I, why the I, you shouldn't have done that." And he gets back in the car and says, "I'm coming back with a copy of the tape and I'm going to want $2,000 when I get back." <laughs> so Tim goes inside and he's all nervous now and he doesn't he can't tell Sandy. And Sandy from the bedroom says, "I made some lasagna." <laughs> And he goes in there, and she's, she's got the lingerie on, which I I didn't get the first time I watched it, the lasagna joke, but it got it the second time around.
2: Yeah, gross.
1: <laughs> but she says that the the guy, when he came into the house, he had looked at her like um, a piece of meat, and Tim doesn't look at her in a sexual way anymore, and that turned her on that the guy did that. So they have the sex for the first time in a year, he says, and they kind of do it all over the ha- Cabin, because it's been a really long time since they've done anything. But this whole time, Tim is also thinking about, I need to get Sandy out of here before this guy comes back with his tape. So his plan is, he's he wanted to get her out of there, but the sex kind of sidetracked him.
0: <laughs> As it would if it had been that long.
1: But afterwards, Tim remembers that he has to get her out of the house before the blackmailer comes back. So Sandy's ready to go to bed after all the sex. And she says, did you get the humidifier? And he says, yep. So he goes out to get the humidifier and he has tap water to put, uh, he has bottled water to put in this humidifier. And he realizes, oh, I know how I can get her out of here. So he goes into the room and he says, I've got the humidifier, but I drank all the tap water while we were having sex, or the bottled water while we were having sex. But we have tap water we can put in this humidifier. She says, I can't breathe tap water what are you (laughs) crazy and she's like what is this haiti is what she says (laughs) so we get a knock on the door and sandy answers it and tim's really afraid that it's going to be the blackmailer but sandy at some point ordered chinese food so we get our chinese food guy that they talked about in earlier in the episode who is uh the nephew of the people who own the cabins wilfred Uh, he's played by Eddie Steeples, uh, who's Darnell from My Name is Earl.
0: I thought I recognized the name from the credits of My Name is Earl. Right. Uh,
1: and so Sandy leaves to go get some more bottled water and she's just really, really drunk, like at this point, really drunk. And she, but Eddie's just sitting there and Tim goes to get the money. Eddie pulls up a pipe and starts smoking weed on their front porch and the whole, he's smoking weed, and behind him you see Sandy walking back and forth trying to figure out where to get this bottled water. But she just grabs Eddie's bike and rides off, she steals the guy's bike. Uh, so Tim searches, uh, oh right, so Tim pays for the food, and now Sandy's gone, and he knows. Tim knows that this blackmailer, the bartender, is going to come back any so Tim searches everywhere for a weapon to fight this guy off so he can get the tape and smash it again so he can buy him some more time. So he takes a bowling ball, because there's this lamp that's made of a bowling ball, and he gets some rope from a really crappy like owl... Uh, what do you call this? Mosaic thing? I don't know what to describe it as, bro. No, look. If
0: it's, is it like a tapestry?
1: Yeah, but it's shaped it like an owl, kind of. It's made of rope. Well, he takes this rope, and un- uh, he takes the bowling ball, and he makes a pendulum or uh, Newton's cradle out of this bowling ball. So <laughs> we're going back to the beginning of the episode as far as the Newton's cradle. And his plan is he wants to swing it from the rafters, so that's why he's up in the rafters at the beginning of the episode. He's going to take this bowling ball, swing it into the guy's nuts as the guy walks through the door, and c- catch him off guard, grab the tape, and smash it again uh, to buy him some more time, like I said.
0: So he wants to home alone
1: him. Exactly. That's what I thought he was going to say in the oh, episode. Yeah. I was like, this Definitely. is total home alone. So he's up in the rafters. He's writing in in the uh, book, and he's basically saying, I'm just writing in this guest book. In case he kills me, uh, if my plan goes wrong, you'll have evidence to say, oh, uh, this is actually what happened. Um, so up in the rafters, he uh, s- oh, the guy... Uh, walks in up in the rafters Tim's ready to throw the bowling ball he lets it go and the guy looks down and he sees the white uh, Sandy who had she had a what do you mouth guard for grinding your teeth when you're sleeping Mm -hmm. she had spit it out at Tim earlier in the episode the uh, bartender sees it he bends down and instead of hitting him in the nuts the bowling ball hits him right in the top of the head like sending him out the door out onto the front porch Tim thinks this guy's dead of course uh, but he checks uh his heart and he there's a heartbeat, so the guy's still alive but so Tim's like the, the guy 's still alive, goes inside, smashes the tape on the floor again. then Tim drags the guy down the stairs and puts the guy in the trunk of uh, the trunk of his own car, not tim's car, but the guy's car mm-hmm. so sandy returns she 's even drunker than she was before. And they, uh, I, I think it's pretty clear they go in and have more sex, but it's the the next morning, Sandy and Tim leave, and as Tim's leaving, driving past the car that has the guy in the trunk, he hits the, the button on the guy's car keys to pop the trunk. The trunk pops, but the guy, uh, he hits his head and the trunk recloses itself. So Tim thinks he let him go, but the guy's still stuck in there. Um, and then we get our... End, we At the end of every episode, I guess we're going to get a little montage thing. So it's a montage of Eddie, the pizza guy, and he's finding his bike like in the bushes where Sandy, wherever she left it. And Tickles is at the strip club. She's blackmailing some other guy. And we see Wilfred in the cabin uh, manager's office. Uh, and he finds the strip club online kind of on accident uh, and through like pop-ups and we cut from that we kind of have like a a band playing at the strip club going over this whole uh, montage but the station we get the station wagon uh, driving the opposite way of uh, Tim and e- Tim and sandy and they're both going on the same road so they're passing a uh, past each other and we see the station wagon going towards Froddy Co- cottage. So obviously this is going to be our next episode. So I like the way they did that to set up into the next episode. And the station wagon uh, arrives at the cottages and it's two parents uh, and two younger people. They're not like kids, but they're it's clear that they're all related. The two parents check in at the cabin's office and we find out that they don't want their son marrying an atheist and they're willing to do something to stop this. And we're not really sure what it is, but it seems like they want to murder this lady. Right. Is that what you thought, Fro? Yeah.
3: I was thinking, Oh my God, they are going to kill her in the, lab, in the
2: next episode.
1: Right. And that is the end of this episode. Um, I like the way they move from one episode to the other, uh, and they keep a constant story going. Uh, what do you think about that, Fro? <sighs> um, I'm not
2: sure.
3: I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm. 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 I'm a little uh, iffy on it because it kind. I really don't want spoilers for the next episode in the episode that I'm watching. So. This wasn't spoilers though. This was a cliffhanger because we
1: thought they were gonna murder somebody. So it makes you just want to see the next episode more. I don't agree to that. Okay. It's in no way spoilers. So in that in that sense, you're completely incorrect. But I suppose it gives you
0: more chance to figure it out though if you've got like a week to think about where they
1: could go. At least in this scenario, where we're going from this episode to the next episode, it's not. In any way, okay. it's actually sh- so, telling you the spoilers. opposite of what okay. happens. Yeah,
3: I don't. I don't like cliffhangers where you get to know somewhat uh, about the next episode. I don't like that kind of cliffhangers. That's I really like, nice like this writing. I
1: thought it was really well done. I thought okay. it was intricate. In the whole thing about this is, they are able to create this. Um, create this world uh, that is the cabins in the strip club and the people that are there and then there's people passing through uh, this world that we're just getting to know in this first couple episodes, this world of, you know, Froggy Cottage and everything else, and the ending bits are just a, a transition from one story to the other, that's all they are I mean, you could, uh, the, the thing about, we'll get into the next episode, but we get into this episode, and it's not until, whatever, five minutes into the episode, we get back to the part w- that we saw at the end of this episode. So, um, right. in that way, I, I find it very cool. I don't. I don't like I just it. don't think you appreciate, maybe you don't appreciate the intricacy of this writing, of how difficult this actually would be to write, because, I, ju- I, I don't know, I just see it more than you do, I guess. So next episode, episode two, they're called okay, Story I, Two. The one is first. Let me finish ah, this, and then you let me. Let me finish, and then we'll go. Then and then I'll let you go. All right.
2: Jesus.
1: Episode two is called Story Two. Point nine seven million viewers, point three rating. All right, go ahead, Frodo. You have to stop that.
3: You, you you have to. You don't you don't understand how patronizing it sounds when, well, you, uh, when you, you just go, interrupt you me you in the middle understand. of my sentence. when you say when you say you don't understand how intricate uh, this is
1: I said appreciate
3: no you said um, you don't understand how intricate it is I understand pretty much what they're trying to do I don't like what they're trying to do you have to stop saying that I don't understand it
1: because I understand it I just don't like it Sure. All right. Um, where were we? Right, beginning of episode two, which this beginning part was really weird. What did you, I didn't like this. I yep. I was confused by this beginning part, Fro. Yep. yep. Uh, it seemed like did to me it was supposed to be a week later. Like there wasn't supposed to be two episodes on one day. <laughs> Is that what you got from the very beginning yeah. of this, Fro? Yep. Because we open inside of a con- uh, inside of a vending machine and we're looking outside of the vending machine at these two people uh, who look like co-workers they're on break and one person tells the other person that they saw the- this show last week uh, and they describe the show we're watching right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So That's it really great. didn't make sense that it was on the same day. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's very meta, I guess is my point uh except it has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. This I really didn't like, but it could have been better if it was yeah. a week later. you know what I mean uh, yeah yeah uh, that's that's i i I kind of felt like they
3: didn't decide to show two episodes uh on the same day before they recorded this.
1: It really, yeah, it seemed like maybe a last-minute decision for whatever reason, but they didn't cut this part out. Uh, So it really was very strange. But then we get our intro Mm -hmm. credits. It was kind of funny in a meta way, because they're describing it, uh, and then the guy who's like uh, saying to the guy, oh, this show, it's so great. It has uh, different stories every episode, but it's got a running running theme of uh, cast of characters also. And the other guy turns to him and says, "You know, I, I don't really I didn't really like the last show you recommended me, so I didn't watch it." <laughs> mm-hmm. that, so that in the in that sense is very funny. We get our intro credits again, and we go to a Catholic church, and a priest is going into <sighs> the confessional. Okay, you have something to say here, for? No, no. Uh, uh, you are going to explain why this is so broken now. I've right. Already. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, Uh, the priest enters. He goes into the confessional, and on the seat is a sandwich with like some grapes and whatever apple juice. Looks like a kid's lunch, and the priest instantly knows that this is who this is because I guess maybe she always leaves him a snack, maybe. But Mm -hmm. he knows this is Jill, so he says, "Jill, is that you?" And it's the mother from the end of the last episode that we saw, like the cliffhanger. And she's She starts telling a story to the priest Alright go ahead right here Fro This is where you
3: <laughs> Did you uh, Did you hear what he said uh, to What which where She is Telling the story To
1: The priest Yeah She's not what? writing it in the guest book she oh, right, is not okay. writing this down in oh. the book. The name of the how show is the guestbook. The fuck, how the fuck does this get into the guestbook?
0: Yeah, it's uh, a bit yeah. weird.
1: I don't know. Maybe she also wrote it's it in the guestbook, weird. but they it don't ever broken. point it. Non-
0: yeah, nonsensical. Yeah, they don't. It's a-
1: nonsensical.
3: It's stupid. It's broken. After one. <laughs> episode.
1: And it would have been it so easy. E-
3: nothing to do with the guest book.
1: <laughs> it would have been so easy to fix if they just would have showed her writing this also down in the guest book yes. in the episode. But they, did never but they didn't ever do sh- that. They sh- they even show never. her re- reading. They show her later in this reading Tim's oh. entry in the guest book, but never writing down yeah. something in the guest book. So, in that way, it breaks the whole premise of the show. Uh, But, but I, know I, what I
3: think, Luke, I'm going to chalk that Luke, up to bad Luke, editing think- that
1: at some point they did have her writing down stuff in the guest book and it got cut that's what I'm gonna chalk it up to
3: do you know what I think it's going to be and I can bet you five dollars this is going to happen we're going to have an episode where the priest is the main character
1: oh I don't think so why not oh we've got a bet on why would I, I don't know why it would be that
3: because that would be a throwback, and that's wh- uh, how
1: how that's how
0: it got into it, the guest book because in... the priest writes it. Yeah, that uh, yep. makes sense. Oh,
1: I see what you're saying. Like, I mean, that's possible, I suppose. Uh, it, when you put it that way. not oh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. possible. It just there's just no indication of that. That's like you're just, like you're you're again you're coming up with like a uh, solution to it where we weren't actually yes. given yes. one. You're coming up with your own. Yeah, I understand that. Sure. Right. All right, well, um. Right, so. That could be an explanation. I mean, I don't think that's. I, I, I really <laughs> don't think the priest is going to be a running storyline. Like, he, I don't think he's going to go to the cabin, but. Yeah, who knows? Uh, maybe in next episode, what will happen is whoever is the next story will look at the guest book and go, this lady wrote down this weird story about her atheist uh, daughter in law. You know, that could happen, I guess. That would be another way to explain I, it. I. Oh yeah, definitely. I still don't think it's as good though, because this kinda just breaks it if you're just watching these two episodes, so I I totally agree. It's still broken, but So, uh, Jill and her husband, we find out, rented a cabin in the woods um because Jill doesn't want an atheist in her house and her son or her son and her <laughs> daughter in law were gonna stay at the house. She doesn't want an atheist in her house. I love that. Uh, Jill is played by Stalker Channing, who's from Greece, and uh, the Stalker Channing show. She's also on The West Wing. uh, Yeah, Yeah,
0: she's from Greece.
1: Uh, Yes, she plays Rizzo in Greece.
0: (gasps) Oh, okay. She's the bad girl.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The father is Jeff. Uh, He's playing. Played by Holmes Osborne, who was in Donnie Darko, and a lot of different 90s to like even recent TV shows. Um, He's a guy you would have seen, but probably wouldn't be able to place him. Yeah. Uh, son. (laughs) Loads of those. (laughs) The son is Ethan, played by Henry Zebrowski, who's just a TV actor in a lot of different stuff, but not as much as most of the stuff in uh, most of the people in the show. And the daughter-in-law is uh, Lynn, and she's played by Mary Lynn Rajopski? Rajoskub? It's Gail the Snail from all, Always Sunny. and Yay!
0: And she's also <laughs> the
1: love interest from Punch Drunk Love with Adam Sandler. Yeah.
0: Meh. It's Gail the Snail.
1: But they're all in the station wagon from the end of the last episode driving up to the cabins. And uh, Jill asks Ethan if he's found a church yet where they moved and, of course, she kn- she's just saying this because she knows that Lynn is an atheist. And uh, Ethan's like, of course we haven't found a church yet, Mom. Uh, and Jeff has to stop because a the dad has to stop because a bug hit the windshield of his car. And he can't drive with a big bug on the windshield. But he stops right in front <laughs> of the strip club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So a very cool callback. that's the thing I like about the writing of the show is they did a good job of like integrating all the characters without some of them being even major characters in any way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And making like the locations characters in, in, in and of themselves, like the cabin and the strip club. So, uh, we're at the strip club and tickles is outside and Jill sees her and says, uh, oh, it's so sad that little girls will drive past this and see that lady in front of this really nice convertible and think that uh, that's going to be their only way to get their dream car. Uh, So yeah, Jill is the (laughs) hardcore Catholic lady. Um, Right, And so from here we get a really interesting transition. So they drive off, but the camera stays at the strip club. So I like the cinematography here, really well done. Uh, And... She uh, tickles is outside, like I said, and she gets a call from the stepson, who we find out here, his name's Frank, also the bartender, the guy who's stuck in the trunk, and he tells her he got locked in the trunk. But as, before she she gets the phone call, the stripper is like these gigantic, ridiculous high heels on, right? She's bringing the phone out to her, and she just (laughs) falls over on the ground like a sack of potatoes. I like that. (laughs) <laughs> so we find out the uh, the stepson of Tickles, the, guy, the bartender, his dad died uh, in a train accident. He was hit by a train. And that she's been taking care of this kid and that the kid basically does uh, all this illegal stuff for her because she's taking care of him his whole life. She says she'll come get him after she's done with her shift. All right, back at the cottage offices, Wilfred looks up uh on the computer how to spice up my marriage so uh, <laughs> we're going this is right before we saw what happened at the end of the last episode because he clicks on the link to the strip club and he gets a pop up and so right here is where we're we're back at the end of the last episode. Um, this is one of the reasons why I like this episode better. <laughs> in the last
3: episode.
1: Uh, because of the way they kind of weaved it all together. Yeah. And yeah. I think we're going to get a lot more of that in the future, and I think that's what I really like about this, at least the writing, is that, that whole thing that, um, the intricacy of how they weave stuff together without some of it even really being a big deal, like later in the hospital, Fro? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so, they get the key to Froggy Cottage, they go to the cottage, and Jill grabs the, the Ethan and Lynn's bags before they can go to their bedroom and puts them in separate bedrooms because she doesn't want them to sleep in the same bed. (laughs) And they all go to bed and Ethan just goes with sleeping in the other room. And Lynn says, you know, you're a big wussy. She doesn't actually say that, but, and he's like, yes, I know. Uh, Ethan, uh, we find out sleeps with a, Sleep apnea apnea machine, like a really big, loud one. Uh, So he doesn't wake up when Jill and Jeff, Jeff's alarm goes off at 2.45 a.m. So Jill wakes up and turns to Jeff and says, it's time, Jeff. And they go into Lynn's room and they drug her with some kind of, you know, they stick her with a needle and drug her, make her pass out, and they put a pillowcase over her head. So even up to this point, were you like, oh, they're going to murder this lady. Right, Fro? Yep, yep.
0: Can I have a guess
1: at something? Sure. Do they mm-hmm.
0: baptize her?
1: Yes. So <laughs> they carry her outside uh, uh, into the backyard, the same time as Tickles is in the front of the of the cottage, driving up to release Frank from the car trunk from the trunk of the car. Um and here we find out that their whole reason is Jeff and Jill want to baptize Lynn in her sleep. Which, don't you... that totally counts. I was going to say, don't you... Well, I guess it kind of does, because not like a baby understands accepting God, and you know what I mean? And no, it, you can baptize a baby. that's
0: though, isn't it? And then you have uh, to... Yeah, I guess it, that's Catholicism, true. Catholicism, you have to redo it, and when you were... Is it when you were a teenager, you go and get confirmed?
1: Oh, yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah, no, baptizing somebody in your sleep probably doesn't count. You're right. What do you think, Fro? No,
3: I'm a Christian. Uh. I'm... Yeah.
1: You're not Catholic, though, right?
0: I used to work for a Catholic Catholic. preschool.
1: How half my family, like, my grandma was a Catholic school um, marm or Catholic school principal, and two of my aunts are are Catholic school teachers, so Mm -hmm. I got a whole Catholic side of my family, but... um, Lucky you! (laughs) Right. Uh, My grandma was a scary lady when she wanted to be...
3: I believe in grown up baptizing. That's why why,
1: I I, I I baptized as a grown up. Sure, right, but not you weren't asleep. Um, so they so, baptize her. Uh, so, some people may say that I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. They baptize her in the in the hot tub out back, and they've got candles everywhere, and they have to change her into like some better clothes because uh, Jill thinks that her uh, sleeping attire is not uh, appropriate to be baptized in. Uh, and they dry her off with like a hair dryer. She's all passed out. So they sit her up on the toilet in the bathroom and dry her off with a hairdryer, put her back into bed with, so she doesn't know. So the next morning, Jill, uh, Re- she's she's sitting in, in on the couch And she's reading Tim's entry in the guest book She's saying Some weirdo just wrote this story About feet in the guest book <laughs> Yep so
2: That's
0: so, what she took from
1: it was the feet. Uh, that's all she Yeah she's like this is gross and disgusting uh, So they're sitting around the breakfast table And Lynn is trying to talk about Atheism with uh, Jill and Jeff But Jill at this point is convinced that Uh, Lynn has God in her heart, but she doesn't know it yet. Um, So Jill gives Lynn a cross, uh, like a a necklace with a cross with Jesus on it. You know what I mean? And Jill's like, you don't have to think of it as Jesus. Just think the tears in his eyes make your eyes, your blue eyes pop. uh, And it's just a piece of jewelry. That's what she says. But really, she's trying to get her to accept God. Yeah. So, later on in the day, Lynn shows, she goes, I, have, have you guys gotten any bug bites? And she shows her leg, and there's, like, this huge pussy thing where Jill had stuck her with the needle, uh, is now super infected, uh, and looks really bad. So Jill Jill and Jeff are like, oh, no. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, it's a, just a bug bite. Uh, we Yep. <laughs> so that She night,
3: really wants to go to the hospital, was the point.
1: Well, yeah, well she's, she's saying, oh, is this bad? Do we need to get it looked at? At this point, we're not, like, oh. hospital-bound yet. But uh, that no. night, Jill and Jeff uh, pray for the infection to go away. And Jill's, like, praying. And she's like, Jeff, did you pray yet? He's like, yeah, I prayed when you were in the bathroom. She's like, you need to pray again. <laughs> so she prays, and then Jeff prays again. The next morning, the infection is way, way worse. It's like a giant uh, red thing all (laughs) over a leg. So they go to the, this is where they go to the hospital and at the hospital, uh, tickles and Frank are there and Frank is getting, uh, a prescription of some kind of pills from the doctor, obviously from getting hit in the head with a bowling ball, you know? Uh, but he also looks like he has a broken arm or something. Did you notice that Fro? Mm Ooh. and the guy who's the doctor is the father that was the next-door neighbor playing catch with the son in the last episode. So we have that connection happening. Ooh. Uh, uh, so Lynn, we find out, has a staph infection. And if it doesn't get better, there's a chance she could completely lose her leg. Because it does not look good. And as, uh, as the doctor saying this, he gets a call from his son... And he argues with his wife, who he's separated with, which we found out in the last episode. And it's his son's birthday, so he wants to sing Happy Birthday to his son. And before he can start singing Happy Birthday, Eddie, the pizza guy, shows up at at the hospital. And it's clear he's trying to, he's got his bike tire taken off and kind of bent. And uh, the doctor realizes that he's just trying to scheme him for some oxy, is what the doctor says. He's like, Eddie, get out of here. So we have, like, all of our characters all kind of co- converging in this hospital scene, which is very cool. I guess all of our characters, except for Wilfred, who's the uh, manager of the cabin. But this is is his nephew, so...
3: I, I really like this scene. This is one of my favorite scenes of this episode, because it's, it's like you said... It
1: connects all it, it those things everyone. together.
3: Yeah, it connects everything. And that's why, why <coughs> yeah. I didn't like... Like I, I'm, I'm going to try to explain why I didn't like the first episode. Uh, it's trying to do that in the first episode, kind of. It's trying to set up things for the second episode. Right.
1: It's the, yeah. It's the setup it episode. It feels
3: like. Yes, it is the setup episode, uh, and that's why I didn't like the first episode because it kind of feels. Uh, what can I, uh, what can I say? it kind of feels like it was just there to do that and kind of leaving uh, leaving the, the quality to the second episode. So I would rate, for example, uh, out of 10, I would rate the first episode a 4 out of oh, 10.
1: we're doing this uh, now? I th- we'll yeah. Let's do this at the end. We'll... Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I, I see what you're saying, but again, you got to remember, it's the setup. Without the setup, you couldn't have yeah. all the stuff that was cool in the second episode. This first episode was I all there to set yes. all that. So
3: yes. you can't really. But the uh, main story, uh, ma- the main story in the first episode is so weak that the second episode is really strong. I uh, that's what uh, what my complaint is. Sure, that, I guess. Uh, things things around it is good in the first episode. The main story is really bad. The main story in the second episode is so strong, so everything around it gets really good as well. Hmm. One, one right. I, I mean,
1: I, I maybe that's the difference for me is like I thought these were almost on par, but I'll agree that the story in the second one was definitely stronger than the first one, but I thought the first one it was also pretty funny, so I mean, we got to remember it's all comedy, uh, so oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. So we're back at the cabin, and Jill uh, Lynn is still at the hospital. Jill is really mad at God. For letting Lynn's leg get so infected because Jill had been praying so much. Pray, yeah. So Jill's talking to God and telling, uh, also talking to Jeff, saying, How could this happen? Like, we, why is he forsaking me, basically? And the whole time she's saying this, we realize Ethan was standing behind her the whole time. So he heard everything she said. So Ethan gets mad Mm. at this because, of course, because he, uh, is upset, obviously, that they drugged his, I guess, fiance or a girlfriend. And... And but here he said... I
3: lose respect for the rest of this episode. And this is... I am now going to try to explain why I didn't like this set episode at all. Because up to now, I find this hilarious. Up to now, I understand what they're going to. But him accepting and keeping this a secret for his girlfriend...
1: I, it's yeah. so annoying. We hadn't gotten there yet, Fro. But yes, uh, oh. he says that. Um, let's see, where was <gasps> I? Right. He he he's talking to his parents, saying, uh, what was he talking about? Oh, right, that um, he uh, Lynn hadn't uh, all the things that Jill thought Lynn was doing that showed that she was accepting God, like taking the necklace and then uh saying that there's a possibility god could exist but she's still an atheist all those things were because ethan had made a deal with her to um to uh, to nice. either agree or just like get along with his mother yeah and the deal was that uh he would go down on her one uh once or four times for every time she did once that was the deal they had. And he tells this to his parents because they like force it out of him. And his mother goes, Why did you tell us this? And he said, You made me tell you that. And she says and she says, You shouldn't have told us that still. You knew you what it was. I didn't want to know what it was. You should have known I didn't want to know what it was. And then Jill looks up at the sky and goes, You knew what it was. Why did you let us tell us let him tell us that? And she's talking to God at this point. Oh, that's so funny. So here's the part where uh, Ethan says, I'm mad, but I'm not going to tell Lynn uh, because I don't want to lose her. Because I don't want her to leave just because my family is totally nuts, basically. What? What? Because he says he doesn't think he can do any better than her and that she's uh, the best he's going to do. So he wee- doesn't wee- want to lose broken her. Wee- wee-
2: wee- broken I didn't mind alert. this
1: at all. I thought it was wee- just the standard like sitcom premise. You know what I mean? Like if you, yeah. Oh,
2: so stupid!
1: I didn't mind it. I hate this. I guess people would just have to watch it, and one people, some people will agree with me, some people will agree with Fro. I guess. So back in and the and you can
0: oh. let us know on anotherdigitalcitizen@gmail.com.
1: Right. <laughs> so back in the hospital, Lynn gets released, and she's getting better. She's not all better, but she's still in a wheelchair. She, but she doesn't have the giant red thing on her leg anymore. And she she talks with Jill, and she says that she. Uh, she's wearing the necklace now because she thought she was going to die and she prayed for God to heal her and that all of a sudden the medicine started working and so Lynn has actually found God now uh, is what she tells Jill. So Jill's a little happy about this and they they uh, hug. So after all this, we go back to the church in the confessional and the priest is, priest is super amazed by this story. Uh, but Jill says... Uh, uh, she, uh, the priest says uh, that he's amazed and he's like "That I was really upset at the beginning of the story but now that you've gotten to this point you've made another uh, sheep for God's flock is what he says and <laughs> Jill says well I guess we're even because I'm out of here and he's like what she's like I'm yep. resigning he, she says I gave 63 years of my life to that dude and this is how he repays me I'm out <laughs> And she just walks out of the confessional (laughs) booth and she goes outside and she's got a convertible just like Tickles, the stripper Mm -hmm. did, instead of the station wagon. She sold the station wagon, got a convertible, and on the back of it is a Darwin fish, like one of those Darwin fish uh, bumper stickers. And she drives away all super happy uh, that she's an atheist now and Lynn's uh, not, I guess. Which I thought was a very cool ending. What do you think about this ending, Fro?
3: I love the ending.
1: I did not see it coming. I, I, when they no. when they turn Lynn into uh, She Finds God, and then I'm like, wow, this is how they're going to end it? And then they do the double turn, and you're like, <laughs> wow, that's awesome. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Uh,
3: I really like that.
1: So we get our ending montage, and we got our band playing at the strip club again. Uh, we see Wilfred going to the strip club because he found it on the computer earlier and we see Eddie and he's buying the oxy that Frank got from the doctor from Tickles so Frank, uh, the, Eddie is getting his oxy he was trying to steal from the doctor just through Tickles instead and we go to this highway and two cars get pulled over for sp- speeding and the police officer is talking to the first car it's two people in the car, like, it looks like a husband and wife. And the one guy says, uh, I'd been drinking, so I had my wife drive, and she she just uh, doesn't know how to stick to the speed limits. Can you give us a warning? So the officer gives him a warning. But in the story, he also said he was drinking with his boss. And he says, she asks who's in the second car, and he says, oh, that's my boss. And so this guy has accidentally just implicated his boss in... Uh, drink, drinking, drink and driving. driving. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the officer's walking back towards the Oops. second car, and we just see in the rearview mirror, uh, it's David Zayas from Dexter, and we yep. go to credits. And I guess the only other point that I had here, the name of the band that plays at the end of this, in case anybody's interested, their name is Honey Honey, is the band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do some interesting covers. So yeah. Yep.
0: Formerly sugar. Do,
1: do, 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 do. Right. Honey, honey. Honey, honey. <laughs> Alright, fro. Now let's do our out of tens. What did you think? First episode,
2: 4
3: out of 10. Second episode, 6 out of 10.
1: Alright. Uh, I'd probably give the second episode a 7 and the first episode a 6. So still not super high. But I thought they were pretty average. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that I really liked about the show is the actors. Uh, are, yeah. It's many well done. Um, I, there's a lot of good comedy in here, a lot of funny stuff. But it's, like, it's not American humor. It, I would call it, it's drier British, like, British or Canadian dry humor, kind of. You know what I mean, Ooh. From Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Um, so oh, that... That I don't think a lot of the comedy could even c- come through with me doing a review like this, just because of the way it is yeah. Um. I really like the story the intricacy of the way it's written it, to be able to like that hospital scene, where like Fro said everything all kind of comes together and all the characters are kind of in one place including the doctor who is the guy who is playing football with the kid in the other episode it's clear that this whole thing is going to build to where everybody's involved at one point, and I'm kind of that makes me look forward to further episodes, I guess. Um, and then let's see, what did I not like about it? I guess the f- there's a feeling about this show that is off-putting, and I can't put my yeah. finger on it really. Um, I really can't put my finger on what is off-putting about the show. I think it's because the humor is so awkward. There's a very awkward it feeling feels, about the
3: show. Yeah, yeah, it feels really awkward, and that's kind of what I didn't like in the first episode. Right. I think they more or less fixed it in the second. To I think the uh, the second episode is less awkward, to be honest. But uh, I am deducting some points because of the second episode, because they didn't. It had nothing to do with <laughs> the <It's a> guest <guessbook. laughs> with right. the premise of the show. Uh, I am really, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next episode to see if there's a, uh, if there is an entry from this. Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah. I, I so, The other thing I really like
1: think? about this whole thing is it really inserts you into this world of the cabins yeah. and this little town and how it, it sticks with those characters in this little town. And it does a good job of putting you there and making you feel like you're part of this little community. Uh, and you're just seeing it through the eyes of different people passing through. Um, that's probably one of my favorite things about it. But the awkwardness is... It's off-putting. I'm not going to disagree oh, yeah. on that. Definitely. Uh, and I definitely, definitely agree with Fro that the guestbook thing from the second episode not being as involved is really <sighs> broken. Uh, the <laughs> minute she was talking to the priest and that's what this whole thing was based off of, that's super broken. I don't know why they would do that, or uh, especially since it's the second episode. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wow! Uh, so weird. But having the atheist Catholic storyline, just because it's me and I'm an atheist, definitely yeah. made me like it more. But that's just me. That doesn't have anything to do with everybody else. So, uh, no, anything and, else and from?
3: That's why I'm giving it a six out of ten. Uh, I. I i i I think six out of ten is a fair rating uh I like this episode because right, it's just I'm a Christian, above average I, right. yeah yeah and 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 see what some Christians do to make other people Christians are kind of funny
1: or just this lady clearly is like believes something <laughs> yeah she believes that God is like actually a, a being on that's looking down and like at one point she says to him uh I don't want you to get with this atheist girl because God isn't go- isn't gonna be paying attention to you and your heathenist babies is what they say <laughs> <laughs> oh. so yeah uh yeah, so... overall would you recommend this to people fro or not
3: mm, ooh, that is
1: that's a hard question even for me but go ahead first that is a hard one uh no I think I would have to tailor this to who I was talking to about it. Yeah. Um, cuz not a lot of people like that dry kind of humor. Uh it's a very acquired taste. Uh, I'd say if you
3: like in the... the same way, I I can't wait. I can't wait to do this on the show. This is such a perfect uh show for this show.
1: Right. And again, like I said it earlier, is... I don't know if my review even puts across some of the comedy as well as it did in the show. Definitely, like, it's hard wow. to, like... That awkward, dry humor is hard to, like, describe, so...
0: This is why I struggle so much trying to explain my British comedies that are hilarious, but whenever I try to describe them, it just
1: does not... It just falls flat. I, yeah, if you've I seen the you first... I love this. If you've seen the original Office... It has yeah. that very dry awkward humor that the office does. Yeah. Except the yeah. awkwardness in this, it feels like you can it's tenable. It's like you can feel the awkwardness the whole episode. So yeah. I thought both op- both episodes were as awkward as each other. I think fro you said the first one felt more awkward, but I think the yeah. reason the first one felt more awkward is cuz they were all it was also setting up. So that just the setup is is a little awkward, but yeah. All right, anything else, bro? No. All right, let's do plugs. Uh, go email us again, another digital citizen at gmail.com. If you want to get audible trial with 30 day trial and a free book, go to audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Do it. Do it now. Uh, do you have anything you want to
3: plug,
0: Ella? Uh no, just watch out the people of Spain between Alicante and because me and the other <laughs> Tilly uh on our way. Ha.
3: Yeah, so that means in, in the tech two next week you will not be here, so Aww.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, oh, well, I'm sure I'll have go. messaged you guys and you can do little updates from me of Oh my god, I'm so sunburnt, I can't move. It's probably gonna be mostly what it is. Uh huh. Forty
3: degrees apparently. Ooh, nice. Oh yeah. wow.
1: Do you have
3: anything That's hot. you want? You want? Do you have anything you want to plug, Luke?
1: Oh, well, I just did it. So yeah, it's your turn.
3: Uh, you can go to westcoastwrestling.com. Uh, I do a lot of filming there. Because my <laughs> name is Luke.
1: It's westcoastwrestlingconnection.com. But yes. Oh. There you can see. See
0: that's just how how it he is he, he shortens it.
1: Right, that's true. It's good to good to, <laughs> you shorten, do a lot of... good to shorten uh web title uh or web pages yeah. uh, names because it makes you go there faster. That's how that works.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> com Oh there. Uh you do Does a he... lot of shows with someone called Bill Don't don't you look.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, no. I don't know the address yes, for this. I don't know the address though. It's rest th- that Sharks wrestling Pond. show. Oh, Sharks Pond, right? Yes. And yeah. that wrestling show are available yes, on iTunes that. and other comparable uh-huh. places, as well as our show. We don't point it out as much as we should, but we're on iTunes as well.
2: Yeah,
1: which all right. Is that it coming next week? Yep. Yeah. News of the week, uh, we're going to be doing S- SummerSlam predictions, so Tilly, go remember to send us, I'll remind you, send us your predictions okay. so we have them for next week, because you're going to be gone. Uh, we'll be covering the th- movie, The 13th, which is available on Netflix. Um. Yep. Me, Luke? Yeah, we'll be covering that, and mostly just the topic that it just talks the- about, <laughs> and it, we'll be covering the movie as well. Um. We'll be reviewing in another digital review, The Glass Castle. So I have no idea what it's about. Sounds like a
0: bad idea, though. <laughs> build a castle. Sounds
1: it a glass. super bad idea. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst idea ever. Mm. It doesn't seem like it would defend against a lot of people, I guess. No, uh, I guess right. this is based off of a 2005 memoir by Jeanette Walls. So, yes. Oh. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> uh, last thing we're gonna do is the guest book episode three, so that will be next week.
3: Yeah, and uh, remember that is tomorrow. So if you want to watch it, um, take some notes about it. Please do because we're going to talk about it next week.
1: Right. Uh, it's on TBS. So if anybody wants to send in, let let us know what you think about the guest book because seems like we're a little. I'm at least a little iffy about. Whether it's a good show, or whether it's a great show, or whether it's a mediocre show. Can't really tell yet, but we're only two episodes in, so. But uh, do you
3: agree that it's a perfect show for this show to cover?
1: I mean, it works really great for our purposes, yeah. Because it's different every oh, yeah. time, okay. and it's the right length. We did two episodes this week, so next week we're going to do one episode. It's going to be a lot shorter of a review, but um, I-, I enjoy that because I'll have to take less notes. So, yeah. Yay! I did have a problem going from uh, Big Brother to writing the fir- notes yeah. for the first episode. I found myself writing notes the same way I would Big Brother, and writing it for a fictional <laughs> show is like completely different. So halfway through my notes, it like changes to a totally different style of <laughs> notes. But <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh
2: uh,
3: well, from Norway, this spin a tired fro- are you tired? Look.
1: No, I'm awake now. I got two caffeinated yep. sodas in me. I'm ready to go run a lap. Run a lap.
3: Do that.
0: Because right. it's uh, crazy. It's the world, day.
3: Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and in in London you have something uh, with running to do. Uh, Tiller, say goodbye to everybody for two weeks.
0: Goodbye everybody, I'll see you when I get back. Hopefully i have not burnt to a crisp.
3: <laughs> say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye everybody. And say goodbye, Fro. Goodbye everybody.
1: Goodbye,
3: citizen.